0: Ian Lance, this is Phoenix, Um, been drinking, Uh, I've got a drunk dial uh, joke for you, Um, not that the, yeah, never mind, Uh, yeah, so what did one sagging breast say to the other, if we don't get some support, they're going to think we're nuts, but I'm uh, out of here, love the show, later.
1: This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary, brought to you by AdamAndEve.com.
2: Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, e. Simon. Wackerly here. What's up there, Wackman? Not a whole
3: lot. What's up with you?
2: Oh, not too much. I'm, uh... Did
3: you go to LA this weekend?
2: Yeah, I got back from, uh, from LA on a uh, really late Sunday night. You know how, like, you drive to L.A.? It's a five-hour drive. The drive down there... I
3: never drive. It's too long.
2: It's, it's a horrible drive. So You've got to go down Horrendous. 5, the most bleak, desolate highway in the country.
3: Yeah, but 5 is good because you can speed and there isn't a lot of traffic on it. 99 and, you know, 101. 101, yeah. It
2: takes a long time.
3: And the drivers are completely and utterly California retarded.
2: But the... Yeah. But the Highway 5 has a lot of trucks, though.
3: Yeah, but, you know, it's just straight, and you drive, like, 100 miles an hour. I, yeah, I, seriously. I prefer five to any other north side I was driving about California, 100, yeah. 105
2: miles an hour listening to the road. best road trip album, Ride the Lightning, Metallica. Really? Best road trip album, hands this down. Was
3: five hours that you had to listen to something else. No, I kept going <laughs> and
2: looping again and again and again until I got there. Awesome. Yeah. I was. Uh, my eyes were bug-eyed. I was uh-huh. sweating. Did you have
3: a mullet by the like got a out of the hashing,
2: car? <laughs> A mullet and a pubic hair mustache. Yeah. Uh, but you know the ride down there, you're, <clears throat> you know, you're anticipating the weekend. It's exciting; it goes by really quick. But the ride back, it's just long and it's arduous.
3: And yeah, I didn't do you, it you're at looking night. Looking forward to getting home and jerking off to Red Tube at that point.
2: That's true, but I mean, I, I I meant to leave around like five. I didn't get out of there till nine forty-five. Didn't get oh, home till about three in the morning. Retarded. Yeah, it was horrible. But the, but you know what though, uh, it, it was a good trip to LA. Had a lot of fun. I uh, had a lot of sex. It was always nice. But what was the, the main point James of interest? <laughs> Lars Ulrich. Are uh, but you were
3: riding the lightning.
2: <laughs> I was riding that lightning. Faded to black afterwards. <laughs> Woke well, up, my ass hurt. Uh, but no, the, the main point, when I wanted to bring up LA is, dude, that whole city is burning right now. Did you know this? The wildfires in Pasadena?
3: I've heard something about it. Did your brother's was your brother's car affected by smoke damage or anything? I can imagine being pretty angry.
2: Well I'll put it this way: It was a tan car, when I drove down there, uh-huh. it was charcoal gray when I drove back. <laughs> no, I I actually didn't drive. Uh, I I didn't drive into the fire, but on a Friday night, we went out with uh, one of my friends' friends that that lived down there, and this dude was like, "We got to go check out the fires," and this guy was like a pure like Hessian, and uh-huh. all. Definitions of the term. Really cool dude. Total real, Hessian.
3: Now, a real actual Hessian or a hipster approximation of a Hessian?
2: No, an actual Hessian. Like, he oh, has his own cool. uh, metal record label. He uh, works as a gaffer for porn films.
3: Does he know Ron Quintana? <laughs> no, I, you I'm surprised. Know each
2: other. He actually probably has met him before. He's older, too. He's like uh, a couple years older than me. He's like 36. But anyway, we're, it was just funny because we're in a car. We're driving up. There's like four people in the car. You know how, like, you see the. You know, ghetto kids in Oakland cruising around in the car. They're not talking to each other, just blasting Jay-Z or some kind of hip-hop.
3: Um, the uh, Ghetto kids is a culturally insensitive term. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the ghetto people?
3: <laughs> the ghetto folks.
2: The ghetto folk. You know how the ghetto folk tend to blast loud music? Uh, they're, a... called, they're called
3: urban youths. Okay, <laughs> the, the urban That's youth. The, urban youth is the new... Uh, what do you call it? Secret phrase for so not saying what you really mean.
2: Is Negro urban youth inappropriate? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. The right. is out. And you can't say the coloreds? No. You can't
3: all say right. God. Unless you're my great grandma and she's dead now.
2: Okay. So we're just going to say the urban youth. But the you you youth. know what I'm talking about. You see the urban youth driving around in their, you know, two door coup. Right.
3: And you avert your eyes and they're blasting like, like
2: you know, Wu Tang Clan or something. Well, this guy. It was. It was basically the same situation as a parallel, but it was four white guys listening to Dark Throne, black metal, as loud as his stereo could go.
3: Were they Swedish? <laughs>
2: no, these were guys were sob? just they were just Hessians, <laughs> and we were driving in like a I don't know a four was it was it like a Ford Explorer or something, and uh, it was he was just blasting this music, and I was just kind of like, okay, well, you know, I I don't I like Dark Throne, I don't mind Dark Throne, but it's just weird to listen to. You know, at full volume. You could even speak to each other.
3: In Norway or whatever, are all those metalheads, are they Hessians or are they just, that's how everybody is in Norway? I think
2: they're just people you tend to avoid because they'll kill you. Oh. But th- these guys were just Hessians. I mean, we're sitting there drinking, driving up the mountains of Pasadena to go check out the wildfires. He's blasting Dark Throne. And the whole time he's talking to me, but screaming at me. Right, because the music is... So telling cool. me how he used to, you know, work in porn. And he was gaffering porn. then before that, he worked for a mortuary where his job was to go, you know, pick up the bodies. He smoked a lot of speed and just would go out and pick up the bodies. And he was like, my dad always told me that black men don't have big cocks. Or their cocks the same size as ours. Bullshit. He's like, when I used to pick up bodies, and he's screaming this the whole time. He's right. like, you know, you'd pick up a black guy that got shot and like some kind of gang banging. He's like, I'd always take a peek on the blanket just to see how big it is. And, and they it's were consistently bigger. It's huge. He said he saw one black guy out of the five years he worked there that had like an
3: average size cock. Mm-hmm. It he, seems I'm, anecdotal still, but I guess it, it's, it seemed it's, better, anecdotal, than, it's but, better than most people's anecdotal stories, which are about like one guy.
2: You know, I, I was just kind and of what like, What
3: about the porn work? Well, there he said the porn work, is, yeah, he yeah. saw, but, but in that, porn. That's really, uh, yeah. Because, but that's
2: expected. Yeah, right. You know, they, but they he, you're
3: in porn because you have a big
2: dick. Well, that's what he said. He was like, you know, in the porn, you, you kind of expect, you're, you're in porn, yeah, you're employed because you have a big cock. Right. But There's he was, no
3: porn stars with small penises.
2: He was right. just saying every, you know, stiff that came in there, he would take a peek under the blanket, and it, just to check out the merchandise. Uh-huh. And yeah, he said it was, uh, he was. Th- and I was going to mention that, but then I was it's thinking, you know what? He's blasting Dark Throne. He's drinking a beer. He's probably done like five lines of speed right now. And right. we're about to head into the fires. It was actually kind of surrealistic if you think about it. We're driving up there. It's pitch black. Just see fires burning. We're listening to black metal. It's kind of like Lord of the Rings if it had a cool soundtrack.
3: Does that make you Sam Gamgee or whatever
2: the fuck? Sam I don't wise know. I, I think I look more like Gollum.
3: No, you kinda look more like uh What's his name? Frodo. Frodo? Yeah. He had curlier hair. You used to have curlier hair.
2: Yeah, you know, I, I bet you I could look like that. But but seriously, they let us get. On Friday night, they let us get within like 25 feet of the fires. And it was kind of. I mean, There's just
3: nobody there to stop you. No firemen saying. No, like, they were just busy. And emergency
2: personnel was just like their photojournalists taking pictures. And, and like really, at first I was kind of like, wow, this is going to be awesome. I was kind of wow. stoked, really enthusiastic yeah. about it. As soon as we got there and you see. I mean, these weren't even, like, the, the wealthy people's homes weren't being burned down yet. These were all, like, Mexican people's homes.
3: Oh, okay. Uh, not wealthy you know, Mexicans.
2: I, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> lower-to-middle-class homes being burned down. And these people were just kind of standing in the street crying. And after a while, I was like, wow, this is killing my buzz.
3: So did you just have another beer?
2: <laughs> yeah. And we just kind of watched the tragedy a little bit more. And I listened to more stories about black cocks, yeah. dead black cocks. And then uh, I was like, you know, you can take me home now.
3: Did your girlfriend chime in about black cock?
2: You know, she was actually uh, – no, she didn't mention anything, luckily, because <laughs> that would have, <laughs> that would have changed my opinion. Uh, but no, no. You know, she didn't mention anything about it, but she was also just as amused as I was. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it was – it was all in all, it was a good weekend. I, I kind of hope that they uh, end up, you know – Quashing those fires, but it seems like it's, like, five firemen died.
3: Yeah, something like that. I heard that. Yeah. And then some people, like, hid under a hot tub as the fire went over them. And basically, they got boiled. I don't think they're dead, though. They're just, like, in very, very bad shape.
2: Those, they they must have been Hessians. <laughs> Who else would have decided that? You got to be, like, a mouth-breathing gas huffer to be like, let's go and... Hide under that well, uh, spa. That I, I would let the had fire it. pass over. I don't us. think they
3: had anywhere to go. I think it was like. Were okay, they be immolated the, or <laughs> get underneath. Now they like turned it over and got underneath it.
2: Oh, okay, and then yeah. just okay. They just so maybe boiled choice.
3: is the wrong word. Maybe broiled is broiled. <laughs> So it was
2: interesting. Obviously, the wildfires was a common topic of conversation there. But the second most common topic of conversation, obviously, it's unavoidable. And we're going to be doing that. One of the, It's one of our stories here tonight on the show. Right. Is uh, the J.C. Dugard abduction.
3: Is that how you pronounce it? Dugard?
2: Dugard, yeah.
3: <laughs> is it French?
2: I don't know. I think it's just white <laughs> trash. <laughs> but uh, J.C. Dugard, who was abducted uh, in Antioch. Is it Antioch? I think it's yeah, in Northern California. Antio-
3: Antioch. Antioch um, used to be like a nice area, and now it's just a shithole.
2: Yeah, it's kind of it's. Always, I thought it was always kind of white trash. Placerville, so Antioch. I
3: read somewhere that like 20 years ago, like wealthy upper class people lived there, and then just all the trash moved in.
2: I always thought you look at a map of California, you're like, yeah, Fresno, Antioch, Plas—that's where meth comes from. <laughs> that's what I always thought. But, well, yeah.
3: anywhere in the Central Valley. Yeah,
2: Central Valley or the north, wet like the northeast side. Yeah, it's kind of rural, but yeah. So you know, obviously, a lot of people are talking about that. People are fascinated by it, and I uh, they're drawing parallels to the Joseph Fritzl case in Austria. Yeah, uh, JC was held for 18 years, and uh, just recently. Um, was rescued, and uh, she was kidnapped when she was 11, now she's 29. And so a lot of uh, facts are coming out about the case, and we're going to discuss that story um, when we uh, get to the story part. But what's interesting is uh, people are claiming that they're they're shocked and appalled that uh, this girl— could live eighteen years with this guy, and right. it's not. She like, could have
3: run away at any time. She could have even run away and taken the kids. She could have jumped over the gate. I mean, jumped yeah. over the fence. She so ha- really. I mean, you know, she wasn't like Fritzl, where she was in a dungeon behind like a locked gate.
2: Well, that's what I was saying to people. Is, I was saying there's crucial differences, you know, between these uh, these two cases, and it's yeah. I mean, uh, J C. duggar could have escaped. I mean, he even brought her into town with him, as if it, as if she, she was his own at his, daughter.
3: At his printing business, and like interacted with customers on a regular basis.
2: So people claim that uh, the reason she didn't escape is because she was experiencing Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> and that that's a that's a term that is kind of loosely thrown around. And it, do you do you know what Stockholm syndrome is, Wackily?
3: Yeah, I know what it is. But I mean, you've heard it before. Cap, you you identify with your cap doors and you become like. ...friends with them, or, or you think that they're your friends?
2: Yeah, it's a psychological shift that occurs in captives when they're threatened gravely, but shown acts of kindness by their captors. <laughs> um, so what happens is a psychological response, sometimes seen in hostages, where they show signs of loyalty to the hostage taker, regardless of the danger or risk in which they've been placed. Right. So the term comes from a, um, a bank robbery in Stockholm, Sweden, which occurred in 1973... It's the normal, the normal robbery <laughs> of a bank in, uh, in uh, Sweden. What, and Sweden. in this case, the victims became emotionally attached to their captors and even defended them after they were freed from their six-day ordeal. Uh, the hostages still, to this day, repeatedly claim that they uh, were more frightened of the police than the robbers during their six days of confinement.
3: Uh, that's just weird. I mean, why don't they, uh, you know... Realize the fact that they would never even have been in the situation if the dumbasses hadn't tried to rob the bank.
2: Exactly, but I I think I don't. You know, I don't. They don't really go into too much detail. But I know there's a couple movies that came out about this robbery, and Uh I know like. uh,
3: Isn't there a death metal band called story?
2: (laughs) (laughs) There shouldn't be. I'm surprised there isn't. But um, from this uh, this uh, six day ordeal here, the term Stockholm syndrome was coined by the criminologist psychiatrist Nels Bejerow. Who assisted the police during the robbery and uh, referred to the syndrome in a news broadcast? And so, there's various theories explaining why Stockholm syndrome occurs. Because if you think about it, to uh, you know, to a rational individual, you're thinking you're abducted by this person, held against your will, possibly raped. Wouldn't you like the only thing you'd think about? Wouldn't you be obsessed with escaping any no, moment I mean, you had it's a chance? Not, it's
3: not rational. It's an animal, uh, animalistic response. It's like that whole. You're like presenting your rump to the strongest member of the pack. You know you're so well, frightened that it's a, it's a f- fight or flight or become an incredible pussy
2: response. Well, that actually is the evolutionary explanation of Stockholm syndrome. What more do you need? Well, there's the psychoanalytic and the psychological explanation, which also makes sense. But the evolutionary explanation, which you've already alluded to here, it says that the um, Bride kidnapping is one example is a very common practice And still actually occurs to this day Women who were kidnapped and consistently <laughs> fought back Were likely to be killed or imprisoned And thus not have children
3: No, you're talking about back when like, you would get a wife By clubbing her over the her, her by just the walk hair walking
2: into a tent, grabbing her Throwing her in the back of your horse and taking her back I kind of actually, en- I kind like of that. envy that practice You can't really do that to this day Even though uh, Garrido here Tried to do that with Dugard Just kind of tossed her in the car uh-huh. drove away Uh, Seemed to work for him. But women who bonded and submitted to their captors were more likely to have children. Their children were more likely to receive the genes that made their mothers more passive and bonding toward their captors. And over generations, it's made the population of humans more genetically prone to submission.
3: So that's just another evolutionary psychology theory.
2: Well, yeah, it's an evolutionary explanation of why the Stockholm Syndrome occurs. But another theory here, the psychological explanation is that the Stockholm Syndrome is cognitive dissonance. People don't like being unhappy for long periods of time. But when people are kidnapped for a long period of time, they'll be unhappy for that time unless they come to love their captors.
3: That's bullshit. Yeah,
2: but think about it, dude. <laughs> I mean, you could sit there, resent this person, hate this person for so many years, be locked in you know, a, a one-room cellar. But right. if this person's like giving you freedoms, and uh, it's almost Pavlovian, giving you freedoms. Like, yeah, okay, uh, okay. okay. I know, see that. No, in, the, in a
3: long-term situation like this. That makes sense. It but, doesn't make sense in the context of a bank robbery that at the you know it can be three days at the longest.
2: Yeah, no, I'm am talking over an extended period of time because right. you know in your mind you know that this this is wrong and this shouldn't be happening
3: over 18 years. You probably don't. I well, mean, eventually, how I think. You, how does she know what what a normal life is? She has no idea. Yeah, no,
2: and, and I mean you know at that time she never even uh, never got to see a doctor, never went to school. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. So uh, obviously, she started. The only people. She could bond with, mm-hmm. was this man. And finally, uh, there's the psychoanalytic. She'd have their
3: vaginas checked out on like a yearly basis? I thought it was a kind of a complicated device.
2: Uh, you don't, I think... Uh, this must be a mess. <laughs> I could just picture a huge bush.
3: Yeah, but I'm even talking when you part the hairs. <laughs> there's There might be some bad stuff going on.
2: Yeah, no. never been to a gynecologist. Could you imagine? I imagine she just got checked out by the doctors when she was rescued. Yeah. Must hopefully. have been horrified. Um the psychoanalytic explanation here is uh this is a tendency might be the result of employing the strategy evolved by newborn babies to form an attachment to the nearest powerful adult in order to maximize the probability that this adult will enable the survival of the child. So you'll identify with your captor just basically right. out of um hope of surviving. Sure. So throughout, you know, this uh the uh, past 50 years, there's been several cases, uh, glaring cases, of in which uh, the Stockholm Syndrome took part in kidnapping. One of the most uh, notorious and one of the most famous is uh, millionaire heiress Patty Hearst.
4: Uh-huh.
2: Heiress to uh, William Randolph Hearst. Right. She was kidnapped, this was in the 60s, or actually, was in yeah, it was in the 60s, by the Symbionese Liberation Army, which I don't even know what that is.
3: Symbionese. Symbionese. So it's some country, and obviously, like... You know, the Far East, you know, it was trendy back then to, to pick up some cause of Vietnam or something like that. I know
2: we're going to get probably about 10 disgruntled calls of people correcting us. I'm sure. And this is a classic sick and wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we forgot to do our research here. But the, I, I'm thinking the Symbionese Liberation Army is one of those like revolutionary fronts that formed the 60s, of a bunch of radicals.
3: It is, but they, their make a cause point. is But the was there li- a country as an origin? Of, of, uh, well, what do you think Symbionese means? Well,
2: okay, where, who are the Symbionese then?
3: If I are you going to bust Maps? out the globe? <laughs> it's, it's indexed.
2: Well, you know what? If uh, um, we had done our research, we'd have known that. But before but,
3: we get into it, I, I kind of blame this uh, also. I mean, wh- who is her mom? Because Willem Randolph Hearst was notorious for fucking, like, He's a dim starlets. He was a Flander. So she's probably an idiot on top of everything else. She was kind of uh, hot, though. You ever see those well, pictures yeah, she of probably, her? Her mom was probably some hot, you know, flapper. But I'm saying, I think maybe the Stockholm Syndrome thing preys more readily on stupid people. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so you're saying that uh, they, they're more prone to suggestion? Yeah. Because of diminished mental capacity?
3: Well, diminished from what? I mean, she's been a retard all her life. <laughs> it's not so like Paris
2: Hilton. see so you not think like she got
3: hit in the head and turned into an so it? Do
2: you think if we went out and we kidnapped Paris Hilton, soon she'd be like a, a guest host on the show, willingly? I
3: show, I show her a good time. <laughs> Trust me, bacon vodka. So, uh, <laughs> petty. A little Hurt, bacon vodka.
2: A little bit of bacon vodka. A couple slaps. I toss that dog
3: right out the window. <laughs> That'd be the first order of business.
2: Do you think she'd grow to love us?
3: Yeah, that's my huh. point. She's a uh. she's a retard.
2: We, we, we could do the Wobbly H, the Wobbly Hilton.
3: Yeah, we could. I'd rather yeah. take turns. <laughs>
2: Such a selfish pig. She's pick. had a lot of dicks in
3: there, dude. That Are you is comfortable true. with that? Uh,
2: dude, I'd wear a couple condoms. Yeah. Uh, after two months in captivity, I'd Patty Hurst.
3: I'd you like a canary in a coal mine, then I'd wait a couple <laughs> days and see how it turned out.
2: To see if I actually survived it.
4: What,
3: so, what you know, sores you developed on your face? <laughs>
2: so after two months in captivity... She took part in a robbery they were orchestrating, and I think there's like footage out of this, and I think uh, they took pictures, put them yeah, the They all have braids uh, on, like, And she was kind of hot. She was even carrying weapons. Her unsuccessful legal defense suggested she suffered from Stockholm syndrome, was coerced into aiding the SLA. She was convicted in prison for her actions in the robbery. Though her sentence was ultimately commuted in 1979 by Jimmy Carter.
3: Nice job, peanut. And she butter.
2: received a pardon from Bill Clinton. Or a blowjob.
3: <laughs> Those Southerners.
2: And so one case here that uh, I find particularly interesting, we were discussing this beforehand, is uh, the case of Elizabeth Smart. Yeah. So, I, you know, I don't know if necessarily that, that... That case obviously isn't as egregious as what happened to J.C. Dugard because she was kept for 18 years. But...
3: Elizabeth Smart was nine months.
2: Elizabeth Smart was nine months. But she obviously identified with her captors. And I almost kind of find... Even though I do find the uh, JC Dewar case, there's various elements of humor in that, I think the Elizabeth Smart case is also uh, quite humorous.
3: Yeah. Um, so, quick recap. I don't what- know if she's very stupid, but she's very religious. She's a very religious family. And I think that probably led to her becoming subservient to this guy who claimed he was a prophet. Well,
2: just a summation of what happened. People you might remember, obviously, um, this is quite a famous uh, abduction case here in this right. country. Blonde so she, girl. Blonde girl. Um, she was abducted at, what was she, like 10, 9? Uh, I'm
3: trying to find I'm not quite right sure. Yeah, but yeah, it happened
2: like in Utah. and uh, basically 14. These, 14. And these vagrants basically came and uh, forcibly entered the home and abducted her well, from her just bedroom. Well, they opened a window.
3: Yeah, and kind of climbed in. The parents had an alarm, but they decided not to to arm the alarm because uh, the kids would get up at night and they would set it off, and it was just a pain in the ass. (laughs) I
2: didn't know that uh, double wide trailers had alarm systems.
3: (laughs) Oh no, these guys lived in one of those gigantic tract homes, you know, where that's where you go if you have six children and you're like super (laughs) religious Mormon, you know. Um. Yeah. So she was kidnapped by this guy. Her little sister, nine years old, Mary Catherine. Uh, was in the room, but pretended she was asleep, so she heard, like, everything happened. And, uh... And
2: these people, the, these, the abductors here were vagrants, weren't they? They were...
3: Yeah. Um, so this is what the family... The family brought it on itself. I mean, they, they had a habit of... They were going into town and, uh... Like anybody who asked them for change, instead of just saying "fuck off," like that was my method, or gave them fifty cents, which is other people. I just method. reach
2: into my pocket and say, "Yeah, I got something." Hold on a second, on a second. Right, right here, and then pull out the finger. <laughs> <laughs> I that, like that's uh, for you, Another good buddy. one is
3: throwing the change across the street <laughs> into traffic. That's a good one. Um, no, but their method was to they would say, "Well, you know, come back to our house and paint our fence or something," or like work on our roof. So they had this constant string of homeless vagrants at the house God
2: damn Mormons with their
3: 6 children I mean they should be sued for child endangerment You know what's opinion. funny though
2: is that uh, you know Mormons obviously have a uh, inherent distrust and dislike of Jews I think it's because right. Jews are, are so, yeah, but I think Jews are so readily able to point out their stupidity yeah. because they don't like Jews, either. first of all, Jews would never spare a penny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that's like, that's in one of our commandments. Yeah. Uh, thou shalt not spare pennies. <laughs> but um, I, I think at the same time, Jews would be like, what'd you ask me for? Are you out of your goddamn mind? <laughs> so it would never happen to a Jew. Right. Plus who'd want to abduct a Plus Jews a don't
3: Jew? have like seven kids, right? No, we that? only
2: have two because we can afford it.
3: <laughs> well, you come from a family of three. Yeah, I guess but your we dad have three. was the king of the Jews. But dude, could you imagine? Could you imagine? <laughs> ab- Jesus, but... Could
2: you imagine abducting like Sarah Silverman or my sister? It's just like <laughs> oh, incessant bitching. Returned
3: and just three, like, three minutes later. Just
2: go, <laughs> get out of the house. I don't even care about the yeah. ransom.
3: Yeah, return her three minutes later, and your dad would be like, "I can only give you the stock credit." <laughs> <laughs> Got the gay son? You can have <laughs> half off. Half off with the gay.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I, I can understand that. So when did this happen with the Elizabeth Smart thing? Was that, that was a couple I mean, years ago, year? three years ago. Happened, there, I mean, the trials uh, are ongoing. Two thousand well, two. Two thousand two. That's
3: the funniest thing about it. There's a lot of other details. They, she was kidnapped for nine months. They went through like fifty other vagrants before they got to the, before they found this one. So, the, but the, what about the
2: girl that was the eyewitness?
4: The she sibling? was just a
3: horribly unreliable eyewitness. She gave all these like you know just incorrect uh, descriptions of the guy, and it took her eight months to remember like where she'd heard his voice. You know, oh, he was the guy who like painted the the side of our barn or whatever our <laughs> garage. And um, but the dude's name was Brian David Mitchell. Once they finally found him, and his wife was Wanda Eileen or Eileen Barzi.
2: So that was, was interesting. That's another parallel to the Dugard um, abduction here. Is it was right. another husband and wife team.
3: Right. Tag team and the children. <laughs> Tag team molestation. <laughs>
2: it's like so. You feel like uh, rekindling our love by kidnapping someone else's yeah. child?
3: Right. And, and they were religious nuts, too. He thought he was some sort of a prophet. And uh, so, you know, 2002 this happened. Maybe early 2003 they caught him. They still haven't gone to trial because both the husband and wife – are being uh, they they claim that they are not fit for trial. They're too crazy, and um, so they just have him in these like uh, nut houses in uh, or one nut house in Utah. And um,
2: well, I don't know, Wackily, if you've seen a picture of the um, the perpetrator. <laughs> he's the, got a good look, it, dude. He's totally just like he's right out of the Charles Manson fashion book. He's just like who who do I want to look like? Beauty Charles school? Manson. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even, I mean, you look at the guy's got a beard, he's got wild hair, the look it's at his eyes. It's almost the
3: exact same look. He doesn't have the swastika on his face, which is uh, really, that's he insanity signature. for that. Yeah, they would, they would. He'd kind of be a copycat if he went that far. Yeah, but. Now I mean, it's just an homage. But they could be
2: twins. <laughs> they could be twins.
3: Maybe a cross, you know, a burning bush. A, a messianic yeah, complex. Some kind and... of a Jesus thing. Um. So yeah, they're forcing the wife to take pills, but they haven't seemed to work. And uh, they are just talking to this guy to give him the talking therapy. So
2: Elizabeth Smart, she was uh, so she was held for what nine months. It was only about yeah, you know, it was about a year. So she returned when she was like fifteen, right. Was she? Was there trauma? Was there none was of that's she come affected out? Affected by this case, they haven't said anything about no. Because
3: obviously the family's trying to like protect her, or not anonymity because everybody knows her name, but uh, innocence or whatever, just shield her from the media. And because it hasn't gone to trial, nothing's come out there either. I mean, everybody would love oh. to know. She's gone on like Larry King and. Stuff how did and, they find her? How did they? Re- how was she rescued? Um, at one point, they the other daughter remembered the guy's face, and they had a sketch artist draw him up. Uh, John Walsh, America's Most Wanted. But it was pretty high up.
2: profile. Yeah, she was on America's Most Wanted. But nobody
3: Wanted. believed it either, because at that point it was like, how does this girl eight months later remember what the dude looked like? How does eight months later, does she remember who he is? So everybody was like, this is bullshit. It's the power of Joseph but then, Smith. Uh, yeah, then these old um, yeah, American Jesus or whatever. <laughs> Jesus came to America. That's what they think. Um and then someone recognized... Someone just recognized yeah. him, like, walking through a park, I think, in Arizona. I could be wrong. Um, hang on here. Uh, and then they ended up just... Uh, w- w- didn't they... Didn't he Sandy ham- In Sandy, Utah, this old elderly couple, couple who'd seen the America's Most Wanted the night before. So it actually does work, them walking, that show. And she had... A, Elizabeth Smart was in, like, one of these crazy robes that they wore, and... Uh, had uh, a red wig on, a veil. So how are you ever going to recognize her with a veil and sunglasses? So they gave her a disguise. Yeah, it was like a burqa. So, a, did, I mean, basically. as
2: soon as, like, you know, this elderly couple or the cops showed up, did Elizabeth Smart run over to them and,
3: like, hug them and say, save me? No, she, she'd she been, like, brainwashed pretty So much. she had been... And, and it's part. I think it's this religious thing. Like, she she probably really thought he was a prophet, and her parents raised her to, you know, be so respectful of religious bullshit.
2: So do you think this was the case of Stockholm Syndrome, or do you think this is a case of like some kind of psychological manipulation?
3: What's the difference?
2: Well, no, I think with the, I think um, people can psychologically manipulate somebody by convincing them that this is the life you have, and you know, believe in Jesus, and the prophet told you this. Probably versus, the latter, then. Yeah. <clears throat> versus you developing a fondness and some kind of affinity for your captors.
3: Yeah, probably the latter.
2: But so then what I don't understand about that is, if you're gonna have Stockholm syndrome for anybody, why would you have it for a vagrant? I mean, if they were driving a Jaguar, you know, and like buying you like a PlayStation Three, yeah, I'd be like, all right, I can identify with you because my Mormons with uh, six brothers and sisters, they kind of sucked, yeah. And uh, I'm I'm down with like well, being kind a high of roller. A,
3: that's a point in uh, True Blood, if you've noticed in the recent episodes.
2: Um, no, it, red,
3: that hot redhead who's like. uh
2: Bills new uh oh okay, vampire yeah,
3: a family, and now that she's a vampire, she can like stay up late and fuck dudes. And have sex with dudes Yeah I guess yeah. it's the same kind But I of see thing. what you're saying It'd be like You know Fuck my life I always get kidnapped By hobos Yeah
2: exactly Like that's why I, I could see Elizabeth Smart Being like Fuck this shit dude I'm sick of eating Out of garbage cans
3: <laughs> Well even so D- D- Dugard or whatever his name is Like he had a house And owned a business And stuff these Yeah guys, I mean, These guys I mean, were seriously Like just wandering around Like maybe they had a car But I don't even know Yeah
2: they're stuff. nomadic That's why I, 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 I mean it's like If you're going to identify
3: <laughs> yeah. With a captor That's yeah. the wrong
2: one Elizabeth
3: right. I'm not gonna get Stockholm syndrome syndrome if i'm shitting in the woods and wiping with a leaf <laughs> but
2: you gotta hand it to the guy um you showed me a picture of elizabeth smart now she's quite yeah. a looker yeah she's quite she's, a looker
3: uh, grown into quite a lovely young dude lady. she's gotta
2: at least be an eight or nine yeah don't you think
3: right i mean it has to be now
2: <laughs> yeah no that's what i'm saying the guy's probably looking for a second wife well, it's like he made a good choice
3: locked up in a padded cell
2: well, at the time, oh, though. yeah, yeah, yeah. Think about it. This guy's
3: been fucking the same they ugly,
2: ha- <laughs> crazy bitch for how many years? Right. Well, at one
3: time, she was probably hot, too.
2: Yeah, I mean, who knows? <laughs> Charles Manson had uh, some hot acolytes. Yeah, squeaky. So. so it's interesting. I mean, that's obviously another uh, recent case. People said that she had Stockholm Syndrome as well. But um, it, it's just interesting that the whole fact that uh, people can identify with their captors... And uh, we're, we're going to have to go into, in detail, when we get to the J.C. Lee uh, Dugard article, which I will get to in a second here.
3: Yeah, I would love to be captured like Hearst and like, pretend like I love these guys and then have them give me a gun in a bank robbery. And then just shoot them? just mow them all down. Shoot them in the <laughs> back. Like, motherfuckers.
2: Yeah, but I'm saying, if, but the thing is with Stockholm Syndrome, it's like if you're kidnapped and you, you, know, you live the life like Elizabeth Smart... It's like with this Mormon family that's obviously impoverished. And if you're kidnapped by someone who's like, you know, upper middle class and you get a better life, why wouldn't you identify with that? I mean, I I, I don't know. I agree. Sometimes it's... Sometimes I don't blame the victim. (laughs) Oftentimes I do. People, this is episode uh, 190 here of Sick and Wrong. A quick recap of last week's show. If you recall, Wackley did a story about a... Two Knoxville urban youth who um, battered (laughs) a (laughs) beaver. And um, I did a story about a snitch that got tortured by an ugly Dexter wannabe. And a listener sent a story about a pensioner who was glued by the ass to a toilet seat. listener came in third with 36 votes. Apparently people have very little sympathy for the pensioners Mm -hmm. stuck to toilet seats.
3: Yeah. I I have sympathy for the toilet seat, though Yeah, I mean Because people say, you know, like Oh, that dude gets more ass than the toilet seat (laughs) But if the ass that the toilet seat's getting is an old man ass And it's like stuck to your face for hours upon hours Every day I don't want to be that toilet
2: seat Yeah, no, seriously I I have pathos for that (laughs) toilet seat I came in a a, uh, distant, or actually a close second here with 77 votes. And uh, Wackly, you won episode 189 with your story about a battered beaver with 110 votes. Yeah. So, congratulations. It provoked Um, some
3: primal response amongst the white listeners these huge black cocks just smashing. Just (laughs) defiling their
2: women. Yeah, no, they uh, definitely were startled by that. That's what I was trying to play (laughs) as. So, uh, enjoy your MGD that you won. All right. uh, people, you know the way sick and wrong works. Wackley and I comb the internet for the most disturbing news items of the week. We present them here on the show. The audience votes. And uh, if we win, we buy each other a case of beer. And if the listener wins, you get a sick and wrong care package of our choosing. And uh, I've been choosing some pretty um, interesting sick and wrong care pa- packages as of recent. Thought-provoking, you know, um, fulfilling care packages. I, I kind of look out for the listener.
3: I've been mailing it out to get Yeah, it out of your yeah, apartment. yeah. <laughs> Recycling day.
2: You know me too well, Wackerly. People, you can send your own Sick and Wrong story to wrong Podcast at com. Before we get into the stories here for episode 190, quick word from our sponsor. If you haven't already, go visit adamandeve.com and for a limited time only, you can get 50% off any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select one item at 50% off, you also receive three, one, two, three, free adult DVDs. And these are like real adult DVDs. These are the ones with like, you know, like vivid videos, like Jenna Jameson, right, and uh, Jesse James. Lots of fake tits. Yeah, this isn't like a Ron Jeremy seventies porn. <laughs> um, plus, you get a free extra gift. Free extra gift that they not, never specify here in this ad, so we don't really it's know what sexy. that extra gift is. It's
3: too sexy to mention. Yeah,
2: it says it's too sexy to mention, so we're gonna take their word for that. It sounds like it's pretty sexy. And to top it all off, they even throw in free shipping. So check that out. AdamandEve.com, 50% off any item. When you type Diddle for the offer code upon checkout, you get three free DVDs, a free gift, and free shipping. Diddle, D-I-D-D-L-E at AdamandEve.com. So Wackerly, um I believe you started last week, episode 190. So why don't I kick off this show with the J.C. Lee Dugard abduction story so we had a number of people send this story to us it was one of those um as fate would have it we do a show and the very next day something really cool comes out in the news yeah, I, I don't know why that happens. I guess maybe it's because we it's do curse. a show midweek. It's the curse. I don't know. It's the curse of doing a, the Sick and Wrong podcast. But anyway, uh, when something really cool comes out, I think people have it in their mind that we're not going to see this. Like <laughs> you know, It's like we're, we're just totally going to ignore that well, they one. They want
3: credit so they can get the care package.
2: Yeah. That's I mean, what's going on. They're like, God! I really want Dee's garbage. <laughs> so anyway, we got about—we probably had about sixty people send this story to us. But the first person who sent it to us here was uh, named Devin. He says, "It's about goddamn time the U.S. produces a sicko that can, can that can compete with Fritzl. Mm. We'll show those Austrians how it's done in America. Enjoy." Oh. <laughs> He's got a point there. I actually was filled with a bit of nationalism. Like when it came out, I was like,
3: "Yeah." Well, you gonna drive? USA. To, you gonna driven out to Antioch with a big flag? If you want mm-hmm. to, it's not unheard. I was about
2: actually. to. Like America, fuck <laughs> yeah. We kidnap kids and keep them in tents. <laughs> it's a shed, <laughs>
3: motherfucker.
2: So J.C. Lee Dugard. This um. So people, you know the story already. It's been all over the news for the past week or so. J.C. Um, what kind
3: of a name is J.C. anyway?
2: what I'm saying it's white trash, dude. Yeah. It's it's got to be white trash. So, uh, J.C. Lee Dugard, 29 years old, was found was just recently rescued uh, this past week after um, being found with convicted rapist Philip Garrido um, (laughs) during uh, for the past 18 years, living as his they say as his sex slave. But I think it was more of a more of like almost like a a filial relationship. No, I think it was like as his daughter and his lover. Yeah, kind of. I mean, he also fathered two children with her. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of like you know, I think she she identified him as like a as a as a father figure in her life, don't you think?
3: Yeah. As well guy. as
2: like the the father guy that occasionally comes in and pokes her in the rear.
3: Well, you don't get cancer from getting poked in the rear.
2: <laughs> so she was kept for eighteen years in a series of tents behind his home in Antioch, and um, uh, she also gave birth to two daughters for him. She worked for him. Right. She worked as part of he had a printing press, uh, putting out all this like. Holy Roller Literature And she worked oh, as like yeah. a manager Of this printing press <laughs> The guy also actually even had a blog Which we'll get to in a second Do you think
3: she like fucked up the books Or you know like shortchanged the cash register <laughs> Just to fuck with him you know, <laughs> To get back at him for you know Kidnapping, kidnapping her, her Stealing her entire life
2: You know I think after a while I think I wonder if you're just kind of like Yeah you know I don't mind Life is just living in a tent And uh, writing Jesus pamphlets I wonder if it was John Chick Who um, actually kidnapped her you know that guy that writes the chick tracks?
3: About, is his name John? I never knew his. name. I think first it was John
2: name. T. Chick.
4: Oh,
3: so this story no, actually he isn't, doesn't have any time on his hands to be kidnapping kids. He's, he's too, churning those things out. He's too. He's
2: too busy writing hate-filled comic strips. <laughs> so, um, th- this article here I have is actually uh, quite detailed and it goes into a lot of uh, a lot of new information found out ever since she was she was discovered here. The woman who was kidnapped as a child, held hostage and forced to father two children by her captors, told her family recently reunited with them that she feels guilty about this relationship (laughs) so it was definitely a um, a, you know she was definitely under the influence of the Stockholm syndrome
3: so she never went to school again after being kidnapped
2: no she for 18 years it's a
3: powerful lure when you're uh, she was homeschooled.
2: she was homeschooled though. yeah but
3: do you remember how much you just hate school when you're that age
2: I never wanted to go I just wanted to play Nintendo
3: would you like bear children for a strange man (laughs) in order to not have to go (laughs)
2: I guess I Maybe. could do that.
3: <laughs> it's quite possible.
2: Um despite you this play r-
3: Nettoon King of the Sea? For a, <laughs> in the you
2: know, bathtub if I, I do not have to extra cool? summer off? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, is he going to throw in like, a couple extra like, um, G.I. Joe toys? Yeah. Some free candy? Of course. All right. Some Fruity Pebbles? You're down? I'm down. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. You got me.
3: Nobody will ever know. It's just between <laughs> you and him. <laughs>
2: Uh, despite J.C.'s horrific ordeal, relatives say that she still looks very much like the freckle-faced, blue-eyed 11-year-old who was snatched from outside her California home back well, living in, in a 1991.
3: Living outdoors you know, it's good for your skin, the fresh air.
2: You know, I wonder if being a forcibly abducted sex slave is uh, just good for your, you know the health of the your health. skin.
3: You're just health in general.
2: Yeah, and, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, obviously, yeah. she was fulfilled mentally and physically. Didn't have to go out and have the stress of being in relationships with. I'm sure she wasn't
3: reading Vogue magazine and getting complexes about. Complexes
2: her about her weight, obviously, because she never got to deal with the public. Right. I wonder if she. Well, they say she was kind of skinny, so I don't know. So they go into some <laughs> details.
3: Like, <laughs> how many times a day are you not thinking about how fat people are?
2: Usually, when I'm sleeping.
3: <laughs> are you sure? Well, I haven't. Occasionally, <laughs> I'll be woken up by a nightmare people. of
2: like a fat woman sitting on my face. But yeah, okay. you know. Usually I'm sleeping, I kind of have that five hours of not thinking about fat people. In your
3: dreams, everyone is thin. Yeah, of course. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so for the first three years, uh, JC lived in a single shed in the second backyard of the rambling property. I was kind of surprised at how big the property is up That's in Antioch. what I'm
3: saying. This dude was rolling, dude. He <laughs> had money backs.
2: You think he had that much money, or is property just kind of cheap out there?
3: Well, a little bit of both, but, you know, where did she, you know she's from there to begin with, so what did she come up from?
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess it's true. Well, she's from Antioch, which isn't that far. But uh, right. Where but does it,
3: he live? I thought we were talking about Antioch.
2: Uh, okay, no, I guess uh, she, okay, she lived near Lake Tahoe. It's all the same. And he lives same. in Antioch. It's, it's, it's the same area. Enough. So she lived in a single shed in the backyard of this rambling property.
3: Her own place? She be-
2: yeah, <laughs> she had her own shed. There's a series of sheds. Did you see like the Google uh, map or the yeah, Google yeah, world the uh, view of it? Yeah, the
3: complex that she lived in.
2: Yeah, not too bad. Not too shabby. They also had uh, pictures of Inside the Shed. Like She had like all these romance novels, even though she wasn't having sex with anybody but her uh, 50-year-old abductor.
3: That girl can masturbate, though. Yeah, that's true. Thinking about father. There were
2: toys and stuff like that, and garbage piled up on the side. But still, I mean, it wasn't that bad. It was no dungeon cellar.
3: No. And she was allowed to go out.
2: Well, I think she was allowed to go out in the company of of her abductor. Uh, She became a mother at the age of 14. She's kind of young, but apparently, um, uh, Greedo here liked him young. Greedo. Uh, she had a second <laughs> daughter four years later, forcing the sex offender to expand the makeshift complex. So now oh, it became have to a kind
3: the shit.
2: It's funny that you should mention that because you hear all like Nightline talking about. It. You hear all these different news organizations like Nightline, CNN discussing this case, and even uh, what's his name, Larry King, huh? is saying it's like Philip Greedo. Greedo. I, can I, can I keep thinking Greedo. Larry King, yeah. I wish. Jesus I wish. Christ. I mean, Dude, seriously. His very... It's just his face. His visage just disgusts me. I can't well, stand even... His voice is one thing, but just his face. I hate looking at him. Well, his
3: him. whole body is like you know imploding every year he gets a little more sunken in and looks more like gollum and but then he's those suspenders keep all the shirt and, and the white bag. collar it's, it's disgusting
4: god i just hate he really the guy. needs
3: to die or give it up and get off the screen did you know seriously he's got a pretty hot wife
2: too. seriously if you want to keep if you want to make your erection last longer you want to like delay your um your orgasm Bart start of thinking king. of larry king <laughs> but don't think too hard about larry king. i know
3: that's, I don't like those techniques. No, dude, it works. I will lose wood.
2: It works. No, Seinfeld, I, Larry King, Adam I'll Carolla. It,
3: I'll, I'll think too hard <laughs> about it, and then I'll totally go soft.
2: Yeah, you can't focus too much on it. <laughs> um, her children were born on the property and had never been to school or even seen a doctor. A grito claimed from his jail cell that they had not been able to afford proper medical care. So who delivered the kids? Like, how, who delivered the children here?
3: The first wife.
2: Okay, so... So you're saying that that a uh, Garrido took J.C. as his second wife. Yeah. Obviously, because That's what, yeah, polyamorous law. religion, which I don't necessarily disagree with.
4: Really?
3: <laughs> nothing, you want to have two girlfriends?
2: There's nothing. I've, I've, I've seen Big Love. There's nothing wrong with that. You gotta, yeah, there
3: is. All that guy ever does is fucking deal with his wife's problems and take care of all those fucking kids. Wackily with a waning libido. He doesn't have any time to podcast or go record shopping or shop for tight jeans, whatever the fuck you do. <laughs> what do you do when I'm not here?
2: That. <laughs> uh, but no, I would seriously keep them all in one house. I'd go out with the boys, come back drunk, and go from one room to the other.
3: But that's what I'm saying. You've seen big love. One that's wife not, who's
2: great at blowjobs. One wife that's up for anal. You've seen
3: big love. That's not what happens. It's, it's not three times the sex, because he only sleep, is allowed to sleep with one per night. It's three times the nagging. Yeah, but... He, he only, he's only allowed... Bill Paxton's only allowed to be in one of their bedrooms per night, or every three nights or something. Yet they're all allowed to nag him every day. But Wackley, you don't not understand. fucking fair. You don't understand. You should be like, listen, your date's tomorrow... You nag tomorrow, bitch. Go back to your fucking house.
2: You understand? I'm not going to be a Mormon polygamist. I'm going to be a high roller polygamist. I'm going to um, come in there and be like, bitch, you get in that room. Ho, you get in that room. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well,
2: tell you know, me how that like works that. out for you.
3: Because you usually establish uh, a lot of hand in your relationships. That's <laughs> what I've observed in the past. It's true. So,
2: wackily, my question here is, getting back on topic because I'm embarrassed now, <laughs> is do children need to be birthed in a hospital? Because obviously these kids were, you know, lived 10 years. They seem I mean, fine.
3: Yeah, they seem Except fine. Except they have measles, mumps, and rubella because they never got the vaccines.
2: <laughs> and like umbilical cords that yeah. hang out like tails. <laughs> they Front swing tail. around. <laughs> Front tail. Yeah,
3: they tie their, you know, teddy bears.
2: But I mean, too. how do they give birth in like Somalia or like Nigeria? It just comes out. They just kind of slip out?
3: Yeah.
2: You know, I, I, I guess maybe that maybe that's what works. Right into the sand. <laughs> <laughs> just fall into they the got sand. A bit
3: in his eye. he get out.
2: <laughs> so yeah, apparently these uh, kids were birthed just fine. So there you go, pregnant women out there, don't buy into this like whole medical mumbo jumbo right. mythology.
3: Care, just have it in your bathroom, bathtub. Yeah,
2: bathtub birth. That's right. what the that sick and wrong endorses. Yeah. So, Garrido, when he when he abducted young JC here at eleven. Uh, he was already on life parole for rape and kidnap after being convicted of snatching a 25-year-old woman in Reno in the 70s and raping her in a storage shed. And he uh, there's likes the sheds. well, there's all these articles coming out about this guy, and uh, they I, he's I, a get, fan
3: of the shed, as well, am I.
2: They spoke to the police officer who actually arrested him, and this guy's like, "Yeah, I can. I'll never forget that day. He like pulled up. He saw a car with uh, California plates in front of a storage shed at like three in the morning with uh-huh. its lights on." He opened up the storage shed door, and the guy, and or uh, banged on, rapped on the door, and Garrido answered, butt naked, high on LSD, holding a dildo in his hand, and the whole room was just filled with, like, pornographic, like, magazines and equipment. And Badoosey. And uh, he was like, what's going on in here? <laughs> and then he just heard, help. <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: it's the the like, It smells like Badoosie in
4: here, what's going on? <laughs>
2: Uh, this is a very uh, peculiar butt, dick, and pussy odor going on in the storage shed. Yeah, there's some sex going on. <laughs> I cops, know what's going cops on.
4: Are
2: trained to smell that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he was arrested for that and tried, and he served eleven years only yeah. for forcible rape and abduction. Eleven years.
3: It's the decriminalization of criminals that happened in the seventies.
2: And yeah, and then that's what happened. Is it was 1970. Right. You could no
3: longer blame the victim, and you couldn't blame the criminal either. You had to blame society, man. <laughs> it's society's fault.
2: But think about this guy, though. So this guy was obviously a drug-crazed lunatic back in the 70s, but he Correct. goes to prison, and he becomes a fanatical religious guy.
3: Yeah, well, he could have been been a fanatical religious guy before and a sex-crazed lunatic also.
2: Well, he had a blog called VoicesRevealed.blogspot.com, which you can go to because it's even still up right now. Yeah. And people who knew him said he had become fanatical about his religious beliefs. He sometimes just would break out in a song and claim that God spoke to him through a box. (laughs) <laughs> he just had a God box the TV. <laughs> <That> box? <laughs> he ran a church called God's Desire from the house And is said to have conducted religious revival ceremonies In a tent in the Please grounds of his you Please
3: tell me home. this guy was paying taxes He wasn't avoiding taxes because he's a church, was he?
2: You know, I don't know They, they actually don't go into that mm. He claims that the creator had given him the ability to speak In the tongue of angels In order to provide a wake-up call That will in time include the salvation of the entire world How's that different from Joseph Smith, though? Didn't
3: um, he claim
2: that he could read the angels' secret books?
3: Uh, Well, that story's really wacky. I I'm not, I don't want to go off the cuff on it. He had, like... He found some scripture in the woods. And, something.
2: yeah, and he had, like, a secret, like, eyepiece. And there was some, and... like...
3: Uh, like t- Curtained off area of his house And he'd go behind it And he would hear the voice of somebody from the other side Or some shit like that <laughs> I'm just sort of making this up But it's something like that
2: but I'm just saying it's like I, I don't think there's very much sense in any religion But uh, Mormonism, very little sense Wacky. I, think was I ba- wish we had a Mormon I
4: president think- I <laughs> wish we had Mitt Romney
2: I think the <clears throat> Mormon belief Actually is quite close to the Gerido religion here
4: Greedo. Greedo. <laughs>
2: I believe Greedo. In Greedo.
3: <laughs> but I still believe that. I wish he looked
2: like the dude in Star I still Star believe Wars. that
3: Han shot first. So <laughs> that's
2: where I It was a nerd reference. That. So, uh, real quick here, we're going to get through this. But um, so, Miss Dugard here, JC Dugard was freed after Greedo aroused the suspicions of guards as he tried to give out religious pamphlets to students on the Berkeley campus. And Go back to fucking week.
3: Antioch, you son of a bitch.
2: You know, I'm kind of surprised, because I never thought campus police in our college really did much of anything. No. They bust you well, smoking weed. If
3: you've ever been to Berkeley, they don't, they don't do much of anything there either. I mean, there's still hundreds of people doing the same shit. Can we get them all thrown in jail so, for various charges? What was he charges? doing? I
2: mean, every time—I've walked on Telegraph numerous times, and I've seen plenty of crazies running around half-naked, screaming, throwing yeah. beads, carrying incense— Why this crazy?
3: Well, have you seen the pictures of him? Yeah, he's He's kind of scary. scary He's pretty creepy. (laughs) Yeah, I'd be like, there's something wrong with that guy. We need to haul him
2: in. You look at that guy and you're like, yeah, that's the type of guy that would make you put lotion on your skin. Well,
3: what's with that weird mole on his cheek? (laughs) It's like a piece of shit. It's not even like a normal mole.
2: So a campus policeman checked his record, discovered he was a listed sex offender, and on parole... And then they called the state police and they, who ordered Grito to check in his parole office. He was actually with a J.C. and his two daughters. He arrived at the parole office with his wife, Alyssa, and the two children. Uh, the parole officer was immediately wary because he would never seen the younger woman and the two girls on yeah. visits to Greedo's yeah. home.
3: California's best parole officer. <laughs> parole officer of the year. Nice job.
2: Well, they, cre- they questioned Alyssa and discovered that she was really Miss Dugard, and they found out a whole case is blown open. That
3: dude brought, that parole officer probably makes in excess of $100,000 a year and will get uh, pension and health care till the day he dies.
2: Exactly. For and, doing
3: his bang-up job that he does.
2: And you know what? They, they mentioned, too, that in 2006, a neighbor called uh, the police on Creepy Phil. Uh-huh. And uh, they, the deputies came, questioned him, but never actually even thought about uh, checking out uh, the, the backyard. Jesus. So, yeah, there's uh, – in closing here, there's revelations. The revelations about this case, and, and now they're saying that, they're, that he might be tied to 10, the, the death of 10 hookers on his property. No, they, they discounted they cla- that. Yeah, me. they claim that there are 10 hookers killed in the area. They're trying to tie into that.
3: They said there's really no evidence for that.
2: But they said that this case is drawn parallels with the Austrian Joseph Fritzl who fathered seven kids with a daughter he kept prisoner in the cellar at his home.
3: I gotta say, Fritzel wins that. You know,
2: and that's what I, I mean, was.
3: He he turned his his progeny into golems, little yeah. golems,
2: and not to mention it was a pro, as a, pro, a progeny of incest. Yeah, and you know this wasn't an incest. And he those
3: crazy letters, faking you know information about his daughter.
2: Yeah, I mean this wasn't this this wasn't incest. I mean, this, I, I think the Fritzel case was much more heinous. Yeah, and Fritzel has a better
3: look. He looks like sort of like a fat, out of shape, Vincent Price.
2: <laughs> he looks like, yeah, but I mean, he also has that kind of domineering you know, look of just like some kind of Nazi commandant. Yeah. You know, but,
3: oh, He's got a mustache. That always gives you some more points.
2: So obviously, you know, on the sick or wrong star scale, it's like, yeah, I consider the Fritzl case to be much more heinous and much more shocking than uh, this case. But at the same time, it's you had a girl that was kept for 18 years, uh, fathered two kids with her abductor, right. recently reunited with her family. Um, you know, rape repeatedly. It's a five star. You got to give it five. No, I don't. I'm giving it. Five. Why wouldn't you give this five?
3: Like, like I said before, because she could have left mul- at multiple occasions. She wasn't in a dungeon.
2: Okay, so you're saying because of the dungeon, you're not giving it five?
3: Um, because she could for have 18 left. years, because she could have left.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Giving
3: it 4.9.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see what the listening audience has to say about that one. Um, people, go vote com. Wackerly, what's your story here? Uh, sent in by a listener from, uh, for episode 190.
4: It
3: says, What's up, D and Wackerly? Love the show. Here's an article that is just downright filthy. Hope it makes it on the show. Enjoy. Dan. Um, Thank you, Dan, for it's getting pointing to be, out the filthiness. It's getting to be so Americans can't go abroad and molest children anymore. I don't know what this world is coming to. Um it's utter bullshit. I don't know why um, U.S. officials are are, bother, are wasting their time, you know, going after crimes that happen in other countries. That's all I'm saying. But uh, they, they are. The U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement, ICE, as they're known. ICE? Yeah, uh, they have a program called Operation Twisted Traveler, and uh, that's not like when you're on the plane and you know you're like you're sitting on the plane for a long time and like your nuts are all twisted around. Because <laughs> I'd be behind a program like that to get some relief. Cause I you mean to, to get awkward.
2: somebody to untwist your testicles? What well, mean when you
3: get off the plane? There's like you know an attractive woman with a bag of ice. And you, and you can just dip your balls in it? Yeah, well, she pats you down with the ice. That would be nice.
2: I think you're onto something there. I luckily. think our tax
3: money should be going in a that, that. Sort of direction. direction. <laughs> um, but, anyways, this Operation Twisted Traveler has arrested three suspects Jack Sporich, 74, Eric Peters, 41, and Ronald John Boyagian. Boyagian. He's 59. They're all convicted sex offenders who have served time in U.S. prisons for the crime of. Molesting children. <laughs> After their release, investigators say the three headed to the most destitute neighborhoods in Cambodia. So they, I, I, I they get out of U.S. prison, they go straight to Cambodia. So I don't
2: get this, though. So they meet in U.S. prison for abducting kids, and they're just like, all I right, suppose, we're going to yeah. join forces and we're going to go and, uh, what are they, like Team Ponce here? Yeah, it's, it's
3: kind like, of like Entourage for Kitty Diddles. All for one, <laughs> you know, one for all. Right. What
2: are we for? Boy anus. Well, you know, and girls. Like, they don't oh, do, and girls. Okay. Well, so they are the best of both worlds.
3: Maybe one of them likes girls and boys. Team pedophile. Yeah. Goes right. to Cambodia. Um, but don't you have to get a visa to go to a foreign country?
2: <laughs> Not Cambodia. I think anything
3: goes over there. Uh so no passport, no visa. Because I would think that like you know, they would do a check and be like, You're coming to Cambodia, uh, okay, and you just got out of jail for molesting children.
2: You know what you you know what you do is you have the the passport that looks it looks like an actual passport, but there's nothing inside except for three Benjamin Franklin $100 bills. <laughs> uh-huh. And you open it up, and you're like, yeah, here's my visa. Right. And, and a then pic- they're like, okay. And a,
3: and a pornographic picture of a 12-year-old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That works in Cambodia. Yeah, it does. Well, once they got there, they once again, sexually, once again started sexually assaulting young boys. Team pedophile at work. Yeah. Well, you don't want to waste any time, you know. Like,
2: well, what else do you think they're going there for? Sight well, but some,
3: some people go to Cambodia and, you know, you get there and you're like, we're just going to take it easy, get over the jet lag the first day, <laughs> have some cocktails. <laughs> they're just like, right in there.
2: Yeah, it's like, so what do you guys feel like doing? Ah, raping boys.
3: <laughs> okay, let's go. Okay, well, that's what we're here for. Mount up, team pedophiles. Ice... uh, the assistant secretary for ICE, John Morton, said that the, this operation, Twisted Traveler, is still very much ongoing. So all you other pedophiles out there, I don't think you're off the hook. Um, he says, boarding a plane to a foreign land is no protection. If you molest children overseas and we find out, we will investigate you and we will seek to bring you back here to face justice. The arm of the nice. law is long, unlike a small boy penis. <laughs> it's determined and it's looking for you. The arm is looking for you? That's weird. Mixing metaphors. Um, so one of these guys, Peters, he bought a 13-year-old Cambodian boy. I'll just go through some of the, through some of their greatest Cambodian hits of Prince Force or whatever you call them. <laughs> Peters bought a 13-year-old Cambodian boy from his parents for $2 and a bag of rice. Jesus. That's what they're going for these yeah, days? Yeah, and raped him five times. Wow. Uh, the 41-year-old from Norwalk, California uh, thought he could get away with his crime by escaping to Cambodia, as you know, that's what they all do. There's a billion-dollar sex tourism trade in Southeast Asia. Although they don't specify whether that billion dollars covers legal uh, prostitution, is there any legal prostitution there?
2: I think anything. I don't think there is any legality there.
3: I think there is.
2: No, yeah, I've heard it's like a lawless nation.
3: But I, I'm okay. <laughs> I think there's laws on the books; they just aren't enforced.
2: Oh, they're not enforced. Yeah.
3: Um, but I don't know. I've never been there. I, we have some friends. Who've been well, there. I'm just We've saying. It's like later. I don't
2: think you know, team. Team Ponce here is going to Saudi Arabia and doing this.
3: No, 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 no. But it's close. I think you can get caned if like, they actually dis- did decide to get up the- off their asses and-, and come after you.
2: Caned by six-year-olds? <laughs> <That'd be plausible.
3: laughs> uh, anyway, thousands of Western pedophiles travel there to prey on children. So just to tally things up, three down, thousands to go. <laughs> Good job, Operation Twisted Traveler. <laughs> Uh, another man, man on board that was captured, uh, Jack is seventy-four years old. I can't. Believe, what are these old dudes? I mean, don't. Why are their sex drives still going?
2: Viagra. <laughs> Blame it on Viagra, dude. Yeah,
3: they should sue Pfizer. Yeah. P- police called him the Pied Piper of pedophiles. <laughs> uh, he spent nine years in California prison for molesting as many as 500 boys Jesus, during... during prolific. for it. Camping trips.
2: Camping, of course. Scoutmaster.
4: <laughs>
3: yeah, this is why we don't bring any u- underage children on our camping trips. I don't want to be tempted. Well, well this I, is why I, you should never let Pete your kid be a
2: tempted. Cub Scout. No. I
3: would never do that. Uh... Well, Cub Scouts don't do as much camping as Boy Scouts. To tell you the
2: Boys, What's the difference? Boy Scout, Cub boy Scouts? Boy Scouts are
3: older. Cub Scouts are older.
2: Okay, Boy Scout. Any Scout. Any Scout.
3: Once you're a Boy Scout, you're kind of like over the hill to these guys.
2: Dude, but I think... you're like 15, 16, But once you're a 18. Scout, all you're really scouting is a man's hairy nutsack. <laughs> 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 I just, I wouldn't, I'd be like, nope, you're not doing it, kid. Spid-long Here, game. have another PlayStation <laughs> 3 game and just sit in the house and get fat.
3: Yeah. But see, that's the thing. So you're contradicting yourself. That's how kids get fat. All Scouting right. keeps kids lean and mean. I'd and buy him a treadmill. Ready to be raped. <laughs> um, so here's, what he, here's why he's called the Pied Piper of pedophiles. While in Cambodia, he was in uh, Phnom Penh, the capital. He rode, his, he rode his scooter through the poorest neighborhoods, dropping a trail of American dollar bills to lure <laughs> young boys back to his home where they were allegedly sexually assaulted. Allegedly.
2: Allegedly, it didn't really Why else happen. Why they have
3: a trail of dollar bills? That, 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 that
2: leaves a rather provocative mental image. It's yeah. just like this trail of young boys yeah, running after a It's Kind of more a Hansel
3: and Gretel than the Pied Piper, but that doesn't really work out. I think Pied Piper. Maybe was he better. was Feel singing. Like maybe
2: he was singing a song like uh, that Barney song, "I Love You, You <laughs> Love Me."
3: <laughs> well, some of these kids are like thirteen. Remember, we're not talking about like five. Years. Oh yeah,
2: they are Cambodian.
3: Yeah, they look younger than they are. That's true. Cambodians do.
2: So what are you saying? Grass in the ballpark? Play ball? Where are you going with this? free
3: Freeform exploring <laughs> the story. Fifty-nine-year-old Ronald Boyegian, he was convicted of 18 counts of sexual intercourse with minors in 1995. Uh, that was his previous thing. He was caught molesting a 10-year-old Vietnamese girl uh, in an area called Kilo Kilo 11, a haven of child brothels, 11 kilometers outside of Phnom Penh. So there's established child brothels. The cops can't be doing much to, to you know, crack down I don't down on
2: think – yeah, I don't think there's really that much law enforcement going on there.
3: Here's a quote from somebody with uh, an international justice mission, which is some shitty nonprofit. Cambodia in particular has been known for some time as a pedophile haven because there's been a broken justice, no rule of law, and actually no laws on the books that would have been enforceable against these types of activities until recently. So there are laws on the books now. Recently, but they're still not enforced. Um, they asked some of the mothers of these children because they they don't like snatch the kid off the street like they do in America, right? You can actually like go up to a family's house and just be like, "Hey, I'd like to fuck your boy."
2: <laughs> I, I got two dollars in a bag of rice. And
3: they would pay between we make a deal five and ten dollars, or maybe even up to a hundred bucks. And so the mother, they asked somebody asked the mothers why they did it, and they said because quote they needed the money. <laughs>
2: Maybe that's why they have kids over there. Yeah, well, they have a lot. of money-making well, ventures. Anywhere
3: in the third world, they have tons of children. That's all I want to read from this it's article. So on the sick
2: and wrong star scale, that's just not one Ponce at work. That's team
3: Ponce. Well, and they so you got to admire the teamwork. thousands out there. Yeah, there's thousands out there. It just seems like pedophilic hijinks going on over there. I mean, the scooter and the dollars are flying everywhere.
2: Yeah, no, and then it's like they walk around with a bag of rice. I, I, I mean, would think the
3: old ladies would knock the young boys over to get to the dollars. I just want, That story maybe is a little apocryphal.
2: But don't you think that the, the parents, though, are a little bit like, dubious of this, like, okay, rich white American comes up and is like, yeah, I want to buy your kid. Like, don't they wonder money, what money his talks. motives are?
3: No, I think they know what his motives are. It's just are. money. Yeah. See,
2: that's what I find sick and wrong. I mean, obviously, I find the the raping of uh, children here sick and wrong, obviously. But I think it's the parents. The parents who are just like, yeah, I'll sell my kid for $2 a bag of rice and just squeeze out another one.
4: Yeah,
3: they're not even Jewish. I mean, what's their excuse?
2: (laughs) For that that purpose, I'm going to give that a
3: 4.5. I'll give it a 4.5 as well.
4: All
2: right. Any any pedophilia article ranks. If yeah, it were just about one of
3: those dudes, then you know it would have gotten like a three. But all all three together, and they know. illustrated
2: their techniques. It's like a buddy
3: movie. <laughs> it's like uh, that Three
2: Men and a Baby.
3: <laughs> three men and lots of Cambodian <laughs> lots babies. of
2: Cambodian babies. <laughs> what if you had a Tom Selleck mustache?
3: I wish we could have switched that movie out with Three Men and a Baby when I was forced to go see that as a small child.
2: Yeah, it would have been more interesting.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we probably would have just gotten to leave the theater. That's the key point.
2: So the third story here for episode 190 comes courtesy of Malcolm. He writes, hey, guys, here's one you might enjoy. I know Trucker Paul will approve of it. Love of the podcast keeps me giggling like a child at work. I'm Melk 68 on the forums. Much love from limey land. It's nice to know that uh, we got this article here from the land of the dentally challenged. <laughs> um, women fucks truck driver while 10-year-old son watches. Mom's now, truck. Did this
3: story st- happen in Limey Land?
2: No, this happened in Portsmouth, Maine.
3: Okay, so it wouldn't be a lorry driver.
2: <laughs> no, not a lorry driver. It's a truck driver. Truck this isn't lorry. This isn't like Lori, He didn't say lorry. Paul would enjoy this. Trucker right. Paul's English Lori counterpart. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, mom's truck stop sex was in uh, actually endangered the child. Say please. An intoxicated woman took her ten-year-old son to a Greenland truck stop uh, this past Saturday. Knocked on the first truck she saw. Then had sex with the driver while the boy watched.
3: first truck was a taker, huh? Yep. She didn't even have to sell herself. She must be kind of a licker.
2: You know, it's like, it's funny, too, because if, if I asked you, like, what do you think her name is? Her name actually would be the first name that would probably pop in my mind. Charlene. Crystal. <laughs> oh, Crystal. Crystal Walden, 34 years old, swapped sex with the trucker for the promise of a ride to Texas. This was before her son was found wandering in the cold without shoes or a coat.
3: Do you think he was even going to Texas?
2: I doubt it. <laughs> he just wanted to get a blowjob. Yeah,
3: and then boot her ass out of the car. What is she going to do?
2: You know, she's not that bad looking. She's not what I pictured a flatso to look like. But uh, well,
3: Maybe she's not a flat. Not every lot lizard is a flatso.
2: She's definitely a lot lizard. But, uh, yeah, but not yeah. every
3: lot lizard is a flatso.
2: No. Okay. I, 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 yeah. Point taken. <laughs> a Walden took her child out in dangerously cold weather with inappropriate clothing. Right. The other charge alleges that she brought him into an unknown male's vehicle and engaged in sen- sexual intercourse in front of the child. She was arrested January 24th at 10.30 p.m. after officers found the boy at the truck stop and asked him where his mother was. Here's his response. And you got to admire the honesty of a child. She's in the truck having sex with the driver. <laughs>
3: <laughs> is that a quote? Or is that word for word what he said? Or word he for life? word. She's in a truck having sex wow. with
2: the driver.
3: It's a very good communicating kid.
2: Uh, The trucker actually confirmed the boy's story after police found Walden in a truck, visibly intoxicated, with her pants off. (laughs) Uh, Walden claimed that it was only because she was drinking tequila. Uh I promise I'll never drink tequila again. I made a mistake.
3: Nobody ever means that when they
2: say it. It's the devil's piss. (laughs) (laughs) Tequila's the
3: devil's piss. What's the cheapest tequila you can buy? El Toro? But is that, that even of, that bad? I'm, I kind of think there's no, like, bottom shelf tequila. Because you always see, like, 5 o'clock vodka yeah, but, or gin and there's that Taka stuff. And it's like, you know, it all tastes like lighter fluid. But I don't think you ever see, like, a really plastic bottle
2: tequila. There's got to be, like, a bottom of the barrel tequila
3: out there. Well, maybe the listeners can, can either mail us some. No, please don't. I bet you... It uh, awful, but just email us like, what the worst shit is and we'll go try some. I bet you spot. have a couple
2: of Mexican fans drinking it right now.
3: But maybe they drink good tequila because they're Mexican.
2: Yeah, they probably know good tequila. They probably even know the good shitty tequila. Right. So apparently here, allegedly, Walden had sex with the stranger in the, in the cab of the truck while her son watched from a top bunk in the back of the cab.
3: Yeah. Well, there's not a whole lot of places to be in the truck.
2: Yeah, but what do you think he did while his mom's fucking right in front of him?
3: Played uh, Trucker Paul's PSP. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that's Air why King.
2: Trucker Paul has a PSP? So Mini yeah. Trucker Paul?
3: Candy doesn't work anymore on kids. They they can get all the candy they want. But, like, video games, that's still, like, kid crack.
2: It could be like, dad's got some work to do. Get in the bag, Mini Trucker Paul. Here's <laughs> the PSP. Watch out for the Walmart bag. <laughs>
3: Or, here's a Walmart bag if you need it. (laughs) Don't bother me. For ten minutes.
2: For the next ten minutes. (laughs) So anyway, um, you know, I I think the tragic aspect of this is not only did this kid have to sit there and uh, watch her mom having... Drunken sex with uh, some complete strange truck driver.
4: Yeah. He knew about it. Do you think it. it's the first He's run? 10
2: years old. No. I mean, he obviously <laughs> was like, she's in a truck having sex with a driver. This is yeah, like... Just like every day. You know, this is instead of going to movies on a Friday night and, you know, for pizza like a normal kid does. Right. He goes to the truck stop with his mom while she has sex and watches her have sex with truck drivers.
4: Yeah.
2: He's going to be the next Jeffrey Dahmer. Probably. Probably.
3: Or Warshock. Yeah. <laughs>
2: So on the sick and wrong star scale, it's even horrible that the kid had to walk around barefoot and with no coat in January in Portsmouth, Maine.
3: Gets cold in Portsmouth.
2: I imagine it does.
3: It's probably 20 below out there.
2: I got to give this at least four stars. He probably was
3: wishing he was dead.
2: Well, dude, I mean, think about it this way, though. At least he wasn't watching his dad having sex with truck drivers. That's true. That would be a 4.5 in my book. (laughs) So I'm going to give this a four.
3: (laughs) I'm going to give it a 4.25 for... uh... Just trucks being involved.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So we'll see what the listening audience has to say about that. People, go (laughs) vote.
3: Wait, wait, one more thing. I didn't even think of this. I think I'm going to give it a 4.5. Because who's the fucking truck driver that's like, hey, little lady? Oh, yeah, I'll give you a... What the... Who's that kid? Get the fuck out of (laughs) here. No, I'm not taking you and your fucking kid to Texas. And I'm not letting you give me a blowjob with your kid. With your kid
2: watching.
3: Yeah. Are you crazy? Get out of here, woman.
2: Yeah, you know, I'm going to raise... I'm
3: erase- calling so- social services on your ass.
2: You've convinced me, Wackerly. I'm bumping mine to 4.25. Because once again, at least it wasn't his dad. It's true. Uh, people, go vote. com. You can decide who won episode 190. Well, Wackerly, we're running out of time. Uh, we got a few phone calls on the Sick and Wrong Hotline. You call Sick and Wrong Hotline 206-666-3846. You can also email the show at sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com. Before we get to phone calls... Here's a quick word from our sponsor.
5: Hey, sick and wrong listeners. This is Trucker Paul. I got to tell you about this wonderful porno place where you can buy jack-off machines, dildos, inflatable wives. I bought them all. When I go home, I like to diddle my wife with a, a little dildo when I'm on the road, I got my second wife, my blow-up doll, and my jack off sleeve. Go to adamandeve.com. Type in the word fiddle. D-I-D-D-L E. And you'll get 50% off all your masturbation machines.
4: How do you flick my balls?
2: So there you go, AdamandEve.com. Type in the word diddle when you're checking out. You have 50% off. Three free adult movies. Free shipping. And a mystery gift.
3: The best dildo company in America. Dude,
2: it's all win-win. The world. With AdamandEve.com. <laughs> so, we got a bunch of phone calls. Sick and Wrong Hotline. Uh, why don't we get to call number one here? Hi, guys. This is Amy. I'm a loyal
0: listener. And Sensey I was wondering boys. if I could be the official Sick and Wrong X-Ray tech. I don't know if you call that a working-class hero or part of the white-collar crew, I don't know. But I would be honored to be the official X-ray tech of the show. So, make an announcement, hook me up. Thanks,
3: guys. Um, yeah, she can do that, but it comes with responsibilities.
2: Well, what type of responsibility does an X-ray tech have?
3: She has to send us pictures of, like, x ray boobs <laughs> and boners. And she butts. can send the boners
2: addressed attention wackerly but send no, you, me the boobs and the Mons pubis X-ray. I'd like. Like you that.
3: don't want to see an X-ray dick. Like an X-ray dick
2: inside a vagina. Do you think she's ever done that? Had sex in the X-ray machine? Yeah, that'd be good too. That'd be kind of cool. All right, you could do that. All right, so uh, there you go, Lace, Lacey, You are the official sick and wrong X-ray, X-ray, X-ray pornographer. Pornographer. Do you think that's a, is that blue collar? I think it's more like kind of a periwinkle blue collar.
3: Yeah, it's light blue. Yeah, it's
2: light there's, there's blue. There's got
3: to be a special word for you know hospital work.
2: Yeah, hospital work. It's think like it's blood quite blue spattered collar. Yeah, but there you go. You are oh, the did, did official. Did she wear one of those
3: short like 1950s nurse skirts, or did she wear those horrible, horrible scrubs? That is it make, called candy make, stripe nurse? That make every fucking chick look look just dumpy as fuck.
2: Just. Yeah, shapeless, like amoeba-like. Yeah, yeah, I hate that shit. Yeah, I don't like that either. Totally destroys my, my nurse fantasies. <laughs> <laughs> you should be wearing a naughty nurse outfit when you're doing X-rays. Then you'd be X-raying more boners. That, yeah. yeah. What's well, call number two?
0: What's up, Dean Lance? This is J Max from San Diego. I uh, just got listening to got done listening to the uh, Hollowcast episode. <laughs> Hollowcast. Uh, I came up Hola. with a couple of my own. Podcast or not videos that you guys might want to hear about him. Uh, the first one that I came up with uh, is The Diarrhea of Anne Frank. Mm-hmm. Where, obviously, it's a scat fetish flick. I gathered that. And, uh, hands
3: up in her attic, shitting all over her family. <laughs> I like how it's her attic. <laughs> this is her attic What I hide from the
2: Nazis. Well, I like how it's not only just a scat fetish flick, it's an incestuous scat fetish flick.
3: Yeah, well, you gotta use all the angles. And it's, you know, S&M, because you got the Nazis. you got the Nazis and, Nazis
2: and, the and the, uh, downstairs.
3: Sounds like a pretty good movie. Yeah, of course. And then there's the Jewish fetish thing.
2: Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of things at work here.
3: Are there people with the Jewish fetish?
2: <laughs> <laughs> we call them uh, masochists. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and the drama really builds as Anne has to refrain from dropping one of those atomic diarrhea farts and uh, alerting the SS patrolling outside. I think we should get that one into production. ASAP. that? Jeez, well,
3: she really, I mean, in a good porno, she would alert the SS, and they would come in and punish her for being a dirty Jew. Or,
2: yeah, or they would pass out from the fumes, and then they would get <laughs> they would and get raped. Punished. Yeah, and they
3: get punished. strap-ons.
2: Strap-ons. Yeah,
3: sure. I could see that. You know what's interesting? Do all Jewish women have these diarrhea problems? Because I know your sister has my irritable bowel sister has some
2: issues. But you know, it's fun. It's it's interesting to to just think about this. Every fart that my sister makes is an atomic diarrhea fart. So could oh, you imagine? She, she dating be- her.
3: Oh, Poor I, was, I, was thinking, I was thinking trying to hide with her from the Nazis. You'd <laughs> I mean, just be in the concentration camp the first week. Dude, I I but I mean then again if what I What is that smell coming from under the floorboards.
2: <laughs> yeah, but could you imagine being the brother and sister like hiding in a closet and be like, yeah. okay, Nazis,
3: take <laughs> your, Yeah, take users.
2: me too. <laughs> sacrifice. <laughs> I'd rather have the cyclone B yeah, this because this horrible. smells
3: worse. Man. Yeah. Alright, he goes on though.
0: The other one that I came up with is Cyclon Beaver, <laughs> which is a va- bacterial vaginosis fetish film. And uh, <laughs> uh, bacterial vaginosis, for those who don't know, and I'm not gonna pretend like I'm all fucking smart, I actually just learned this too, is a condition where a vagina smells like fish that's been left out in the sun for like three days. Uh, Kendra informed me of that. Are <laughs> you surprised? Uh, and uh, you know the kind of girls that Lance really goes for.
4: What?
0: Uh, anyway, it's uh, the hygiene fetish, bad vag- vaginal hygiene fetish, in which the pussy smells so bad it might as well be a poisonous gas. So I don't know. I like the first one a little bit better, but I think they're both production worthy. Uh, so we should get that shit lighted uh, Love the last episode. It was good. Keep it up,
3: guys. Keep it straight Keep
2: it wrong. Later I do like actually. I think I like. I prefer the first one, but the second one, Zyklon Beaver. It's a great. Potential there.
3: I mean, they could, this story could be that the Zyklon B actually comes from Ava bronze vagina.
2: Yeah, no, that'd be
3: hot. That the Jews go into the shower and she's just there with her legs closed, and then she opens them up and all <laughs> the Jews just, die. Yes, yeah, and just Jews go. Yeah, just but a couple the of the Jews the fuck her first. I mean, it's a porn, so.
2: I can see that working. You know, it kind of cracked me up the way he said, Yeah, the type of girls that Wackerly likes. I
3: don't even understand that.
2: But you know, at least you got to give him credit. At least he's saying girls because most people say you like chicks with
3: dicks. <laughs> yeah, they're moving up in the world.
2: I find that really funny though. On, the, on our different forum threads, it's like when people post porn pictures for you, it's like some chick with a dick, which you're obviously not really into. Then me, they post like Megan Fox pictures. <laughs> Keep doing that, get, people. Get over, get Keep yourself. doing that, people. I like that.
3: Get over yourself. I'm over <laughs> Megan Fox. That chick jumped the shark. You don't like those retarded thumbs of hers? No, I like her boobs. You're, I mean, those pictures of her boobs where she's on the lake. But as far as being an actress, she, she's done.
2: No, she's an idiot. But I, I do like those retard thumbs. So yeah, those are some great uh, holo, Holocaust. It's Holocaust, not Holocaust. It's Holocaust, <laughs> and we like the Holocaust film ideas that you have and people. I Keep giving them to us. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Holocaust. coast <laughs> <Soliband? laughs> Holla. Um, so yeah, give us a call back and give us your own Holocaust porn fantasy film names. <laughs> Sick fuck. What's up, uh, call number
4: three?
1: Hey, DN Lance, this is Fresh Ghetto. Um, I'm on the forums, but I haven't really posted much. I guess I'm a lurker. Uh, but i got an ass shaving story for you guys. Uh-oh. Uh, shaving the ass... I I highly recommend it Because it does definitely help You know for wiping purposes You
3: know Um, I don't have any problems wiping (laughs) It's not It's not anything I think about Like improving my wiping experience I
2: don't understand What does he mean Like for wiping purposes Is it difficult to wipe your ass
3: I think some people have so much hair. I mean, you have a squirrel. I have a stem. squirrel,
2: but I mean, I still am able to wipe my ass, and it's does, not and like does leaving. the shit
3: get like all caught up in the hairs, and it's just Dude, like... my ass isn't just filled with
2: dingle bears. It doesn't look like a, a you know a brown Christmas tree. That's what needs some pine. <laughs> I don't. Know. I, I, I don't know. I can understand what he's saying if you if your ass hairs trimmed, it's got to be a, lot, a little easier to wipe off all the feces.
3: <laughs> how, how much? This is what I'm saying though. It couldn't get any easier. <clears throat> I think maybe this dude needs to eat more fiber. That's the problem.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I have a wiping problem.
1: You know, I figured this out, you know, once I was, I was uh, giving my boys a little shave, you know, trimming the forest, and uh, I decided, you know, let's just go down a little further. Let's just go down a little further. And, uh, you know, before I knew it, I was all
4: the way down the crack and, you know, up to the
2: top of the... The back of my ass cheeks, you know? Shaving your balls is a stepping stone. Uh, so I
3: kept it's doing this for a while. Shower. The only yep. problem is the itching. It itches like a
1: motherfucker
3: for,
2: you know, the first uh, okay, couple there... weeks until you... Okay, there you go. He's... Okay, you don't have a wiping problem?
3: Yeah, so I'm solving a problem that doesn't exist.
2: Yeah, <laughs> then you're going to develop another problem.
3: No, I am. Now my ass itches all day long.
2: I, I, I'm, I'm failing to see the benefits of ass shaving. Until you
1: get used to but it definitely takes at least uh, three times a week maintenance. As far as the nair or any kind of hair removal gel, I totally do not recommend that shit at all. You should you should stay the hell away from that. I tried that once, and uh, the thing about that stuff is, you know, you spray it on, and it takes. God, I don't know. I think it takes about twenty minutes for it to for it to actually remove the hair. So uh, instead of shaving one day, you know, I, I just. I'd spray some of that stuff up there, too. And,
3: uh, you know, so I'm, b- I'm back in the living Do you room. He mean call- his girlfriend, go to the store and buy it. <laughs> Do you
2: think he has a girlfriend? <laughs> he probably was like, Mom, <laughs> my ass burns. Living room talking to
1: my brother. I forgot what we were doing. We were having a couple beers, watching TV or something. And uh, I forgot I would even put the stuff on. So it, it had been about 30 minutes that he left. And all of a sudden, it, he just looks at me and... I look at him and my eyes are just watering. It, it was the most excruciatingly painful fucking thing I've ever felt in my life. Especially if you've got hemorrhoids just a little bit. Jesus Christ. <laughs> stay away from the nair.
3: <laughs> I just want to stay away from my butthole yeah. altogether. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I totally as agree.
1: As long as you can handle the, uh, the itching. But, but the nair fucked that shit. Anyways, take it easy, guys.
2: I love how this dude... Is I don't know, so comfortable with his ass shaving fetish that he can put a nair on his ass and then go sit down, drink a couple of beers, watch watch TV with his brother. His brother's like, so what have you been up to today? Nair in my ass. i was just uh, you know, shave my asshole. I like a finely shorn anus scrotal area, you know, the taint. I don't like any kind of hair marring my taint. Yeah. I like it smooth like a bowling ball. <laughs> it's like, could you imagine your brother I he's playing football? Okay, I can imagine my brother saying that to me. <laughs> But uh you know, if I had a normal sibling I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't want no, to hear that from them. No. No, I I wouldn't.
3: And as you can bet, that wasn't our only uh recommendation on ass shaving well, we, techniques. We asked
2: we've specifically requested that people call in and tell us how to shave your ass. So we had another guy call in about that too.
5: Hey, sick and wrong, D and Wack. it's a uh, shaved asshole guy from Minneapolis. I got disconnected on my first call.
2: It's a great but nickname. You guys are
5: wondering how uh, to shave your asshole. How this all goes down. You're gonna want a three-quarter stance in the shower. A little squat. In <laughs> a
3: football term. A
5: triple threat, if
3: you will. I mean, you know, I'm not quite and sure. I don't even know what a three-quarter stance is, so he's lost me.
2: You know what I think it is? I think it's. I actually do think it's a football term. I think it's like you have your, your two legs bent, kind of, and B&B's one, one arm right on the, right on the ground, or one arm free, oh, maybe. Right. Yeah. <laughs>
3: the shaving hand is free. <laughs> the
2: shaving hand is free.
3: Jesus. Pass. Uh, dunk. Or
5: whatever the hell it is. And you're going to want to use a disposable, alright? You're not going to want to use this shit again. Uh So you're in the shower. No, face, but maybe on your hands, ass. Be gentle. Um, there,
4: you're gonna get some cloggage with each swipe of the
5: razor, depending on how hairy your asshole
2: is. It's pretty. So what you I was do about is, to say, what does this guy like have a Chewbacca off. asshole? <laughs> What's he saying? He's gonna clog his drain just from ass hair?
3: No, he's clogging the razor. Uh,
2: the razor doesn't work you're gonna, Okay, you're gonna, yeah. hair. I, I, I thought you said clogage. He meant he was no. shaving off so much hair <laughs> That he was clogging up his drain
3: uh, You might need some like... garbage bags <laughs> To put all the hair in and take it out Halfway through the process Yeah, it's like
2: Cousin It over here <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, Cousin It is all hair You can't shave him
2: <laughs> Yeah, maybe he just shaved just his ass hair Because I bet you had a lot of it
3: Right, but then there's nothing underneath the ass It's all hair
2: No, it's just all hair
3: Right, it's complete hair
2: He had no body No he had a body. He well, wasn't just even. hair. It was all
3: hair. I thought he just was like her suit. No, he's all hair.
2: He's all hair. There's right. no, there's no corporal part no. of uh, of cousin. So he had eight.
3: no features. I think he wore a hat or something, right? There's no face. No, arms. I, I, I didn't. Know. How,
2: how do you know this, Waggerly? It
3: just—it's common sense. <laughs> I'm looking. This up. I'm looking
2: his. this up on cousin Wikipedia. Cousin Nate
3: cannot shave his ass
2: because he doesn't have an ass.
3: No. Okay. Well, his ass is made of hair.
2: He so is you know when to stop. Alright, I'm, I'm looking this up. Tap
5: it off to the side on the wall after you're done, you know, with one swipe. Get some clogged, tap it off. Go back at it. And, you know, let me tell you something. You'd be surprised how tough the asshole actually is. So don't worry about damaging it.
3: Famous last and, word. And,
5: uh... <laughs> let me also tell you, I do not myself vigorously to your voices the, that's some gay
2: shit you know what he probably does shaves himself vigorously to right. our voices
3: and he's like shoving the handle of the razor blade in and out of his ass it's like, so, so tough, tough. We're, we're it's tough. don't be gentle hurt me
2: I wish I could quit you ass razor
5: <laughs> and you know I'll leave it at that but you guys take it from there keep it Keep it sick, keep it wrong. Um, I'd also like to request a song of the week. I know people normally don't do that on funk, but I'd just like to request Stay Wide Awake by Eminem. I know D likes a little M, and uh,
3: I'll talk to you guys later. Does he have an ass shaving buddy in the background? Is that
2: <laughs> Or yeah, I don't know. That is like is that his like ass shaving cheerleader? Spotter. You're doing a
6: good job. Spotter. You almost got it all.
4: <laughs> yeah,
2: spotter. <laughs> uh you know, I do like Eminem actually, and I would end the show with that song, but uh we already had a couple people send in some songs, and uh, we picked one. But maybe uh, next week we'll have to end the show. I think we've t- ended the show four with Eminem. I like Eminem. I Do you think know. Eminem shaves his asshole?
3: Oh, yeah. He bleaches it.
2: You think, yeah, I, I bet you he has, though, like, women that he could employ to shave his asshole.
3: I don't really want a woman shaving my asshole.
2: I wouldn't mind. Uh, I, I, if I had enough money and time, I probably would you know, uh, employ the services of a professional. To shave my ass rather than like... a like,
3: Brazilian waxer?
2: You know, I, I wouldn't mind doing that. Right? Okay, what would you be... You know, be, the,
3: ass ripped up, the hair ripped off your ass with
4: wax.
2: What would you be more willing to do? You know, sit in the bathtub with a spotter watching you tell, and shaving your ass, you know, listening to Sick and Wrong, or would you rather just go to like an esthetician and say, hey, just, you know, I got to get rid of some hair down there.
3: The first.
2: <laughs> I'm not going to be your spotter. <laughs> I don't need. Don't to spot even ask. The
4: <laughs>
3: no, I don't need to be have my asshole waxed.
2: I think it's a moot point anyway because I just I'm perfectly comfortable with my Chewbacca ass. <laughs> it doesn't bother me. What and, about uh, the
3: ladies? Do they like it? You know,
2: I've never really had any complaint. <laughs> I've had a couple say that I'm a little hairy, but uh, you know, it's, it doesn't. You know, it's like, you know, they're not saying I'm hairy when I'm penetrating them. No. They say it afterwards, and then they never call me back. <laughs> so thank you for the ass shaving techniques. I always wondered but how it was still done. But we have not
3: anything about like post shave balms or ointments or cooling gels. I mean, that's what I'd probably be most concerned. So
2: what, what are you implying? That's more complicated than just shaving your ass.
3: Well, yeah, you have to do uh, post process post processing.
2: So, the, so there's some like yeah post shaving procedures that need right, to be done
3: to you know make the skin you know vibrate
2: less itchy <laughs>
4: vibrancy
2: well they still haven't convinced me Um uh, maybe if okay this is this is what will convince me if if we get women calling us saying i prefer a man's shaved ass then, I still probably wouldn't do it. You no, know, but then I think that will kind of like lead me towards the ass shaving. Yeah. But if we have women calling us saying, "You know what? I really couldn't care less. I think a man should be hairy." Yeah. Then that, and that I think right it's there, kind of, uh, you know, that affirms it's kind my of position. If a
3: guy shaves his ass, <laughs> <laughs> but maybe they don't feel that way. I have no idea.
2: Well, thank you though, and uh, feel free to call us with ass shaving techniques. People can call the Sigmarong hotline 206-666-3846. Actually we got a couple of emails and we gotta get the hell out of here. Uh, first email comes from Tyler. Actually we had several people send this in. Tyler writes Is this D's alter ego? I don't know if you read the read about this, but uh, chat show host Simon D. Not oh, D chat. Simon. Chat shows. Simon D.
3: Yeah.
2: One of the biggest stars on British TV in the late nineteen sixties has died at the age of seventy four.
4: Never I've- heard of him. <laughs>
2: You know, it's funny, because I actually have heard of him, but that's not what inspired me to name my name, to use the name D. Simon. Uh What actually made me use the name D. Simon is, well, number one, my first name begins with a D, and my my middle name is Simon, but the main reason I wanted to go by D. Simon is because of D. Snyder (laughs) and Twisted Sister. It's like D. Snyder, D. Simon, I even spell it D-E-E. Yeah, exactly. But Simon D., I found out after I'd already started using the name D. Simon, I uh, was a big time presenter on uh he had a D time program on BBC T V. Uh he was synonymous with the spirit of the swinging sixties. Okay. And uh rubbed shoulders with many of the biggest stars of the day. Liz Hurley said he that the Austin Powers movie character was based on D- on uh Simon D. Wow. So he was kind of a Svengali. Kind of a Svengali. So um, he kind of fell from grace, though, at the end of the decade and disappeared from the airwaves altogether. So he died of uh, bone cancer uh, just like this past week. Boneitis. Boneitis. And yeah, uh, yeah. so uh, there you go. Simon D. died and uh, rest in peace. We'll do a little shot. I'll drink. I'll tip my glass to Simon D. I don't
3: even know who he is, so fuck it.
2: But, yeah, he isn't my namesake, but uh, I kind of, you know, it's very no, similar.
3: I wasn't even listening. So, this guy, he's famous because he shaved Liz Hurley's ass.
2: No, Liz Hurley said he was the <laughs> Austin Powers oh. movie character. All right, I'm confused. But, dude, could you imagine shaving Liz Hurley's ass?
3: It'd be pretty badass.
2: I bet you it made Hugh Grant go all shouty crackers.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, uh, thank you, Tyler, and all the other people who pointed that out. Um, no, not my alter ego, but uh, close. We got another email here from Tim. He says, hey, I'm Tim from The Next Weekend Show. The show was just recently put together by my friend and I. And I was wondering if you guys give us a shout-out on your show to possibly get us some more listeners because we are lacking.
3: Thanks, guys. <laughs> That's really the key to having a podcast. What, to like, beg, for talk- beg for listeners, no, beg for a no, shout-out? I mean well, just having <laughs> listeners because anybody can talk in a microphone and record it that's true
2: it's a once you get listeners that that's what keeps you spouting off on your bullshit <laughs> so uh there you go tim uh, you know you could have phrased it differently you said hey it's the next weekend show and this is what we talk about porn stars labia and like you know shoving hamsters up your ass and so why it's better than gerbils but no, he's just like we just need more listeners <laughs> please give us a shout out
3: <laughs> i wonder if that's what the show's about Oh, they don't have any listeners.
2: Yeah, you know, I bet you that that'd make me listen. Yeah. I don't know. So there you go, people. Go, I know
3: the point. I've been there.
2: <laughs> go check out the next weekend show uh, featuring Tim uh, right there. I did. You know, I didn't. He didn't even give me a URL, so I can't even announce. I'm
3: sure that. we can use the Google.
2: Yeah, we probably could. Uh, people, you can send an email to Podcast at hotmail dot com. We got a couple other emails. I'm going to have to read them next week because we're running out of time. If you haven't already, check out the Sick and Wrong Forum. Right now, there's like almost 3,000 people on there. I know that I Die diehard saying he's going to do like some kind of special forum sinternet celebration. <laughs> I don't know what he has in store, but I don't even know if I want to know.
3: Yeah, He's going to but- post all our personal information to everybody else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what it's going <laughs> to be great.
2: But you know, there's been a lot of... There's actually been a lot of action. There's been a lot of new members on the forum, a lot of chicks on the forum, surprisingly. But one of the funniest threads, the thread I check every day, is that random picture thread. Yeah. You know, what's your favorite post of the week?
3: Oh uh, Now you're putting me on the spot. Um... <laughs> There's one asking why uh, Mexican people can't park their car in between the lines. And <laughs> <laughs> Not to be stereotypical or anything, but it's true.
4: Yeah, I guess and uh, you know, I don't really mind. I think I ended the, the thread by pointing out
3: that not that I'd posted it, but somebody posted the correct answer, which is uh they don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> other people had other theories about, you know, burrito induced. because they drive a car from the
2: nineteen seventies with like the whole bottom rusted out.
3: Maybe that was another theory, but the but the real answer is they don't give a shit.
2: I thought someone mentioned it's difficult parking to park a taco truck.
3: Is, parking between the lines is for <laughs> grandmas. It's
2: hard to park a taco truck. It is I think hard that's hard. what it is. So, people, go check out the Cigarong Forum. Uh, there's something for everyone. And there are tits on that forum, but you've got to dig deep for it. You can't just like say, I want to see tits and magically see tits. And furthermore, if you want to see tits, some, a million... Like, porn sites on the internet. Yeah. So I don't know why you're the going thing, to stick around
3: The titty pictures get posted, and then they're either removed by the owner of said titties or, uh, you know... F- uh, Flickr takes them down once they find out That somebody's posting pornographic pictures That's why you need to be on the forum All the time Or Operation
2: Twisted Testicle <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They get on that And, and that's uh, right.
3: You need. You can't um. just go look at the forum and be like Where's the tits man? Oh, fuck it I'm out of here You gotta be there at all times And then when you see a picture You save it to your hard drive for later
2: Nothing in life is easy you fucking mouth breather <laughs> So yeah go check out the forum You can link to it right off the main page com. Uh, If you haven't already, go vote and subscribe to the show on iTunes. It really is the best way to help us out. I know people are always like, God, I love your show. You know, do you guys take donations? You know what? We don't take donations. We don't care. We just don't care. We're not going to sit here and beg for you to donate. And we're not really begging for votes. It's just cool. If you want to support the show and help us out, subscribe to it on iTunes. And uh, yeah, get sick and wrong in the top ten. Or you can buy a t-shirt. That also helps the show.
3: Or a pornographic sex toy.
2: Yeah, see, you can you can do cool stuff like that. Not just send us money, you know, un, uh, unsolicited here. But uh, no, you can order, uh, you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, you can leave us comments, you can help us out, or you can uh, order a Sick and Wrong t-shirt right now. As a matter of fact, we're out of Extra Large shirts, and that. Uh, I think we're out of large shirts, so if you're, if you're a smaller person that listens to Sick and Wrong, you can get a medium or a small shirt. We're about to print the next batch of shirts. We had that uh, Sick and Wrong t-shirt design competition right. a while back, so we got our next printing coming out in the next couple of weeks. So If you order a shirt, we'll put it on back order, and we'll mail it to you soon enough. Um, we got a guy wrote in here that, that uh, said he ordered a shirt a few months ago. It arrived, and uh, thank you for shipping it to Japan. Um, he says, the day I got it, I wore it out for the night, went to some clubs in Tokyo. As I was on the train, I thought maybe wearing this shirt isn't such a good idea. As people are going to think I'm a fucking psycho if they ask me what s is. But it turned out just fine. I met a three.
3: And rungu. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, I think uh, the people that made that, uh, what was that movie? The uh, Uncle, what was that movie?
3: Uh, any Japanese movie ever made? Is that what you're yeah. talking
2: about? <laughs> I don't think they're going to think you're a psycho wearing a sick and wrong shirt. Put it that way.
3: Ichi the killer. Ichi
2: okay. the killer. Yeah, exactly. I met three cute Korean girls who thought the shirt was cool but didn't ask what it meant. Uh, also, you Did keep you guys... Did their
3: skirts up on, <laughs> on the subway?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they were pro- probably also wearing like shirts with the English phrase like, I love cock on yeah. it, thinking you know, having uh, no idea what that meant uh, either. was shitty. <laughs> Also, you guys keep going on about Red Tube. Forget Red Tube. You get yourselves onto Tube 8.
3: Oh, Jesus. We know there's different sites. It's just Red Tube is a shorthand because it's our first. It's the
2: go-to. Better content, not nearly so many short clips from the studios. Um, he says, uh, Think about it. What does he say? Oh, no. I love listening to the show. Keep it sick, keep it wrong. Star Strike. So thank you, Star Strike, and keep wearing that uh, sick and wrong shirt in Tokyo. <laughs> Speaking of
3: Thundercats, is he a Thundercat character, Starstrike? Or maybe a Transformer? <laughs> I think
2: he's a fat, like, role-play RPG player. Oh. <laughs> That's what I think.
3: I thought it maybe he was a Decepticon or something.
2: Yeah, Maybe, who knows. <laughs> I think it's uh, that little Pokemon character, what, Pikachu? <laughs> uh, the wrong Song of the Week was sent in by a guy who calls himself Wheeler. He says,
3: "What the fucking fuck?" Wheeler's written him before because I remember making fun of his name.
2: <laughs> I love that name. Yeah, it just, maybe,
3: there's probably multiple Wheelers out there. But. Yeah, but
2: if you're named Wheeler, you have to wear a wife beater all the time. Wheeler
3: is your sort of friend in high school, but you're kind of scared of him. Scared of him that drives like a, a really r- nice car, but it's completely rusted to shit and has bald tires. <laughs> but like it's you know like a, a Chevelle or something.
2: Yeah, no, it's like an old muscle car. Yeah. So but it's fucked. Wheeler writes <laughs> in. Because Wheeler
3: just, you know, he just does lawn peels jobs out and like Donuts jumps, Yeah, jumps over like dirt berms back in the woods with a thing.
2: He writes in, What the fucking fuck? The last Kennedy died and you guys didn't even end the show with the dead Kennedys. This song is the true nature of Kennedy politics. Kill the poor. Wheeler. <laughs>
3: I hate I hate Jello Biafra. He's such a cock.
2: How can you hate the Dead Kennies? They're a seminal punk band.
4: Well, I think
3: all their songs sound the same. They're all just Jello Biafra, like, spouting off his stupid fucking political beliefs. And then I have to fucking see They're him. They're catchy. Kill the poor. See, I have to see him all over town, swanning about, you know. Like big fat ass. Gay homo. Gay old homo <laughs> that he is. He's got that annoying fucking voice.
2: I'd still rather listen to the Dead Kennies and, like, Justin Timberlake.
3: Yeah, I'm not making that comparison, so I'm just saying I don't like that.
2: But, you know, I didn't, you know, honestly, I didn't even think about it. Yet. It's like, yeah, Ted Kennedy died last week, and I didn't even think, because, you know, we should play Day Kennedy's because the last Kennedy that died. Yeah.
3: I mean, it's funny that Jello Biafra, like, is probably, Ted Kennedy's probably the closest senator to his, you know, political ideas that's out there.
2: Yeah, like, no, that's true. So
3: what does he have against the Kennedys? I
2: don't know. Yeah, maybe he didn't, you like, I, maybe no, he didn't like Bobby Kennedy.
3: Now that Danzig song, that would be a good one.
2: Uh, maybe we we'll have to do that next week. What's so, it called? Bullet. Bullet. Yeah, about uh, the assassination of John F. Kennedy. So we're going to end the show here with "Kill the Poor." Thank you, Wheeler, for sending that in. You know the main reason I'm I'm playing this, even though despite the fact that you hate the dead Kennedys, I don't want to piss off Wheeler.
3: No, <laughs> I seriously don't want to get like my I ass said, kicked. He's your friend, but you're kind of scared of him. Yeah, he's, he's unpredictable.
2: So okay, there you go, Wheeler. <laughs> Take it easy, calm down, you know. He
3: might give you a lawn drink job. Drink
2: another paps.
3: Yeah, he's gonna do a lawn job on <laughs> your parents' house. And so your dad's gonna be like, What the fuck are your friends doing? And you're like, I don't know, it's Wheeler, it's crazy.
2: <laughs> he's like, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna end up episode one ninety with Kill the Poor by the Dead Kennedy's people. will be back next week with episode one ninety-one. We're almost to two hundred.
3: Oh great, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Till then. Can we stop that?
2: <laughs> never. We'll never stop. Till then, people. Take it sleazy.
6: If frequency in progress is eyes once more, now that we have the new Toronto. The game's away It must be have more room to play Our systems go and kill the fool Ignite Kill, 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 kill the fool Kill, 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 kill the fool Kill, 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 kill the fool Ignite Ignite you know the sparkle of champagne You're trying to start to flee again A I said the reason you must me And why? On the screen today, if it's the liberals, it's okay. So let's get bested and so in the night. kill, 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 kill the poor, kill, 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 the kill, 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 the kill, 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 the tonight. like summer you get right Can the so let's get the